We stand here today over the grave of G.H. Yavaris. Nobody's going to miss you, if we're being honest. In fact, most of us fucking really hated you. You <laughs> filthy fucking whore. Filthy, filthy whore. Gobbling so many dicks all day long. <laughs> just, just one in each hand. One in each hand, like, ah, ah, yeah, ah. you yeah. can't see this, it's bad radio, but it's, ah, yeah. <laughs> Double dick action. That's right. But now you're dead. Yeah. Goodbye, yeah. you motherfucker. Nobody is going to miss you. No, no. Oh, yeah, oh no. I take that back. You know who's going to miss him? The Canadians. Yeah, the Canadians will miss him. The Canadians are going to miss him. Sorry, Canadians. Sorry. Your crutch is gone. Oh, 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 oh. So, yeah, here we are. Fuck you, G.H. Morris. <laughs> Good night. Good night, sweet prince. You are dead as we know you. We're gathered here to remember G.H. Varis and all the fuckery it committed. <laughs> all the bullshit games of super boring, just droning on, trying to place one stupid fighter. You stupid whore. And then FFG, our new hero, came and just fucked the shit out of you. Like six different ways. The Riken nerf was not enough. It was really hard, too. I would say it was probably just spit and blood, no lube. Yeah, definitely no lube. FFG did not use lube. This time. <laughs> <laughs> just straight spit and blood, and that's how you died. That's what, yeah. Virus. Yeah. No one. There wasn't even spit. No. No one even spit on it. No. It's just, yeah. Just just, blood? just dry. Wow. That's there was brutal. blood later. There was blood. <laughs> and as we lower you into the ground, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. I never played you, GH virus, because I have. Self-respect. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> the one regret is no one will ever fly a Nebulon ever again. As we lower you down, Jesse Virus. Yep, and piss and shit on your body. <laughs> like that. Like that. And like that again. Give me yeah, another one. Give me another one. Oh. Brian, give us give us a good one. Give me a wet one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you got in that asshole. It's brewing up. That there it is. Oh, oh man! Yeah. Jesus! Oh. Well, I guess we don't need any dirt. <laughs> Goodbye, you virus. GH virus. Go fuck. Go fuck yourself. Yep. Go fuck yourself in hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, President of the United States of America, Donald Trump. <laughs> Thank you, Commander. <laughs> To uh, episode four of the Outer Rim Job on today's ep- <laughs> on today's episode, we're gonna first off we're gonna go right into Mama Mothma's glory hole. We're gonna talk about the fact, uh, the huge fact slash errata for you guys, uh, and then after that we're gonna go and go down a schoolhouse. We are gonna talk about Radis because while Radis is new, we think he's going to be huge at Worlds and kind of the overarching. Uh, Theme of this, thank you for the word. Yep. Theme of this episode is worlds, because a lot of our listeners and a couple people here are going to worlds. And we're going to do things to try to prep you guys for that, and then we're going to move on to how my rim tastes. 
And there we're going to go specifically into world's experience and prep. And what we predict will be the major archetype lists at worlds, post back, all that. And at the very end of the episode, we got a new segment we're calling Current Hole, But Not My Bottom Bitch. And that's about other things we're playing right now. And really, it's, it's Legion. We're all fucking gasping over balls Legion. Right? Deep. We're balls deep. Legion's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, right it's really cool. It. But that's all we're going to we're gonna talk about at the end. So if all you give a shit about is Armada and you don't give a fuck about what we're playing, it's going to be at the end. You just stop the episode and go fuck off and do whatever you feel like. So without further ado, let's go to Mama's Glory Hole. Emperor's made a critical error and the time for our attack has come. I'm gonna blow my load at the glory hole. Blow my load at the glory hole. Blow my load at the glory hole. Welcome in. <laughs> God damn it, bro. <laughs> Welcome into the glory hole. And uh, today we're gazing deep into the hole to go over the FAC, which is, I mean, it's massive. It completely is going to change the game of Armada as we know it now. And I think, and I think everybody here will agree, it's for the better. And if you don't think it's for the better, you're one of those fucking pieces of shit that we're using... GHF. GHF, or broken aspects of the game, to exploit it. Yeah, just take advantage of, like, little bitchy loopholes that the designers missed. Like, right. that's not how to play. Yeah, no, that's not how to play it's at all. It's not fun. Not at all. So the FFG came in and just fucked the shit out of all you guys. Yeah, they just fucked the shit out of you, punk ass bitches. So, and for the rest of us, the rest now of us things are playing fun. normally. Yeah, <laughs> the game should be more fun again. It's, it's, yeah. it's, honestly, it's not going to be that much of a transition. No, because it's, we, with it's all really the lists not. we've been playing are fine. Yeah, I've never had, I've never played how other people have played to exploit the, yeah. the situation. Like the only difference is like I had a couple of lists I've used that had three flotillas and Sure, I've used two. three flotillas before. Like but that doesn't even really change the list. No, not re- for me it doesn't and I my flotillas did work most of the time. So it's not like Right. they weren't going off to just keep 128 right. points of squadrons alive to then activate them through relay. Right. Yeah, which yeah. So, what's up guys? So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, I'm going to hand it over to Matt here, and he's going to drive the conversation, and we're going to go through the facts. So, let's hit it, Matt. All right. So, if you made it through the first five minutes of this episode, or listened to all of episode one, <laughs> you know we don't like the Gallant Haven Yavaris plus three bill. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Who are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that doesn't exist anymore. No, yeah, no, no. Anymore. You can't do any of the things that list does You can't anymore. do any of the things yeah. that like, fucking list exploited. All the things it did are now against the rules. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, it's gone. So now we're going to tell you why you can't fly this list anymore. Physically. And by the way, Dane, why do you think they made these changes? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because uh, we made an episode talking about how, uh, how awful it was and how much it was ruining the game. Yeah, and clearly one. FFG listened to F- to episode one of, of of the Outer Rim job. Yeah, and determined clearly these guys are right. Yeah, and immediately got to work on fucking the shit out of that list. Yeah, absolutely. Like so, they, you know, because they did the first one, the Riken nerve. We talked about how it wasn't enough. It, you know, it just Dodonna came in and just made him maybe better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then just you know, new things came out. They tried to do it with a way with with wave. I think with wave seven, they tried to do it, and it just. It, it wasn't enough again. So finally, after listening to our episode, obviously we are going to take full credit for this. Absolutely. Um, Unabashedly. Yeah. Uh, they, they finally came in and we're just like, all right, we, we tried a couple little things. Fuck that. 
hit everything <laughs> the list does. So like when we talk about we, like when we talk about whacking a baby seal, yeah. it's actually cruel to not pull a full swing in. Because then it's just going to have to beat it more, and it knows what's happening, and it's yeah. dying a slow death. You see, it's bad for the baby seal. It's bad for the baby seal, and it's bad for America. Just one and done. Exactly. It's it so is bad for America. <laughs> so, just hit that motherfucker as hard as you can right over the head, and be done with it. Put it out of its misery. Put it right yeah. out of its misery. And hey, Alex Davey, you're welcome, man. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, we FFG. We do appreciate it. Listeners. Yeah, and, and, you know, obviously following suit after we uh, told you guys what to do. I mean, basically, this is all us. And by the way, guys, we will not abuse this power. We will not, like, shit on other things that come out. Yeah. Probably not. Well, know. only we will if, if they deserve yeah. to be shat on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. if it's, like, a cool, fun list. Like, we didn't shit on Sloan. No. We like Sloan. It's fun. Yeah. Sloan's about to become huge. Sloan's about, yeah, we'll talk about that maybe in a minute, but... <laughs> Yeah, Sloan, I think we're going to see a lot of Sloan it. and Radis might become a problem, but I think only for players that are very good. We'll get into it later. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that in the next right, segment. So we said we're going to hand it over to Matt, and then we hijacked it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Matt, please, actually take over. So, in the uh, there, there, there were two big candidates of FAC, and then they also had a change to the tournament rules. That, uh, in the tournament rules, is where they had the actual change to flotillas, where in there you cannot have... More than two flotillas in a tournament list. And also, if at the end of a round you have no ships that are not flotillas, the game is at, the game ends. You're tabled. Yeah, you're, you're tabled. tabled if you have no real ships. So the good news is if you really, really liked flotilla spam and that's the only way you can win, you can still play games in your basement with flotilla spam. Yeah, you can play by yourself. Yes. With nobody because nobody wants to fucking play with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna play you. <laughs> yeah, nobody is. Nobody yeah, really no. is. Bring a real ship and we'll play. Yeah. Something that I can then destroy and then you're tabled because you had... Because <laughs> you brought a bunch of flotillas with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, get... <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a sound effect. That was Dane's phone. Yep. I'm going to put it on... Considering. I'm going to put it on silent now. It's <laughs> weed man. It's that weed man. He's got to drop off. So, uh, many, getting into the fact, problems. though, <laughs> we're going to we're gonna go through this G.H. Uh, Yavaris list and tell you what they did. So, Gamble Haven... They change it so now, before a friendly squadron at distance one suffers damage from an attack, reduce the total damage by one to a minimum of one. Yeah, this is huge. So no I more mean, completely negating damage. No yeah. matter what, as long as you get a hit, one damage is going to go on. Which is yeah. good because like it'll still be annoying to play against. It'll still be good for you. Yes. But it's not annoying to the point where you you don't want to play the game anymore. Like, yeah, I mean, I think what this is 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 now in this kind of replaces Jan Ors as the the way to brace for your your generic squads. So, I mean, I, I actually think the GH Avaris list is still very viable. It's just not cheap and bullshit anymore. I, I think it's still really good. I mean, Yavaris still double taps. You you can't. We'll get to that in a second. But like, Gallant Haven still reduces damage, and now maybe you don't need Jan Ors. You can get a regular Hawk in there. And maybe just more generics and less leaders, because the leaders were, were you know, the leaders with Gallant Haven was constantly reducing damage to zero. You know, there's not a lot of fighters that can do three or more damage consistently. So being able to reduce one when you've already got it down to one, obviously down to zero, was bullshit. And and there was just there's too many ways or not enough ways to do enough damage before. Whereas now you get two damage, it gets reduced to one. You're still plinking one through. And you can do damage to things. Yeah, I agree. So talk about Yavaris then. Yeah, so Yavaris, they changed it. So now, 
Each squadron you activate can attack twice if it does not move during your activation. So what exactly that means is no more fighter coordination team at the end of and uh, coupled with flight commander. Flight yeah. Commander, yeah, flight commander. So normally what what they would do is they <clears throat> Yavaris would have FCT. And well, hold flight on, but we we wanted to talk about what the upgrades we're talking about do. FCT right. or fighter coordination team. After you execute a maneuver, you can perform a distance one move. And then flight commander is you can do your squadron activations after your ship activation. Yes. So after your movement. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he meant. Right. So he, you, they would move the B-wings up into into contact and then be able to double tap. And you can't do that with Yavaris anymore. There's still a way to do it now. You would have to have, say, a Pelta FCT them up and then, which on a completely separate activation, then have Yavaris activate them. So there's yeah. still a mechanic to do it, but they've made it where it requires skill. It requires skill, and there's also an opportunity to counter it. Which I think is another big difference. Whereas before they could, there was nothing you could do. It was out of range. You couldn't get back that far to, to engage them, and they would just, you know, intel you anyway. And then there was just nothing you could do about it. Whereas now they're going to move into range. You're going to see that you have an opportunity to activate something with some squadrons, get them in there, and get it engaged. Yes, and attack the squadrons that actually hurt them. Right, or 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 move a ship out of range if you can, you know, if that's possible. Right. Okay. All right, so going along with that is the, uh, they made a change to Relay, how that works. So they changed it on all three Relay ships. They all read the same. And it now says, when a friendly ship resolves a squadron command, if you are in range to be activated, up to X of the squadrons, depending on your Relay value, if it's one or two, uh, up to X of the squadrons it activates can be at distance one to three of you. So I'm pretty sure... This is how it was intended when things were first created. This is absolutely yeah. how it should be. And it's how I think it's how it was supposed to be. Yeah. That's how the testers assumed it was going to be. And it got and then worded FFG, wrong. FFG fucked it up. The actual FFG final like edit okay. didn't do it correctly, I think. Well, I mean, because relay makes more sense this way. I wonder You're if they're actually relaying. Now. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they did it the other way just because it was simpler. And it would. And they were worried about it making bogging the game down. Or it went into final edit and nobody caught it, and then they published it and they just said, "Fuck it, leave it." Yeah, that's also possible. Not considering the ramifications that would come. With yeah. It. But now it's acting as it always should have been. Right. And I think this is an excellent fix, and I don't think it really breaks relay. Not at all. At all. Now you just now just like with Yavaris, it's just going to take more skill, which right. is what this game is supposed to be about. Absolutely. So I fucking. Awesome. The only thing it really yeah. stops you from doing is flotilla spam. Mm-hmm. Being on one end of the board with all your squad. Yeah, but that was bullshit anyway. You should yeah, have been able to do that. Yeah. Now, if you still want to activate him with the two flotillas that you're allowed, you still can do that. And, and I, I mean, just put boosted comms on your flotilla. Yeah. And you can still stay pretty far out. Oh, yeah. That is also why, because people were crying about like, well, why did you hit flotillas? Why did you do that and the flotilla cap? This is why they also did the flotilla cap, because then I'll just put boosted comms on all my flotillas and still yeah. stay pretty far the fuck out. And you can still do really that, and that's fine. You know, I mean, you gotta, now, you gotta you buy gotta boosted comms. Yes. Right. So, like, I don't have a problem with boosted comms being involved with this. Like, I think that's totally no, fine. No, absolutely not. Yeah, you great. know, if you want to do that and have a couple flotillas hang way back, fine. I don't need to destroy them anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, once once the other ships are dead, it's over. I mean, and that's something I, and we didn't really touch on with like the flotillas ca- causing a tabling. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, talk about that real quick. Man. And well, he did. Oh, yeah. He he talked oh, about the rule. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. we didn't talk about like kind of the ramifications of it. Yeah. I mean, that's a. I mean, how many times I've, I've had a bunch of games where it was my flotillas and fighters versus the other guys. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, that saved my ass at Gen Con a couple times. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and we're not even flying flotillas. I mean, that's happened to me a lot. I only fly one flotilla normally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I usually fly two, or I did a lot when I'm running, you know, like a Rebel Fighter, you know, list. Uh-huh. Um, it was not GHF. It just had Rebel <laughs> Fighters in it. Right. Just so we're clear. Which, which still exists, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's okay to not do that. It's okay <laughs> to use Rebel Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I mean, I had a couple of games where I won after my real ships were dead. Because yeah. I maybe, you know, they maybe had a, a Doom Pickle or a big ISD, and I was able to take it down with two flotillas and a bunch of fighters. And then I, you know, it turned into a big win. And, you know, you go back to that game, and now it's a big loss for me. Yeah. And a, and a big part of this, too, there's still tabling. I think tabling is going to be a lot more now. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. maybe even mutual tabling. So, mutual tabling is still hard. It's hard, but I think it's much more possible now Definitely. than it was before. No question. So to give you guys an idea of what a mutual tabling looks like, so regardless of tokens... Regardless of anything else, so if you had like sensor net, you gained like, which is impossible, but a, a thousand points of tokens from um, uh, sensor net, but you're both tabled at the set, you table each other, it's still a 6 5 with a zero MOV no matter what. And the second player wins. And the second player wins. So it doesn't That's matter it. who had more tokens, who killed <laughs> more things. Because yep. I mean, you may be in a situation where the other guy has way more fighters. And you've actually killed way more of his stuff than he's killed of yours. Yeah. But you might still lose. Yeah. If you're both tabled. And, and yeah, tablings are going to happen a lot more. I think so. Because before, you would have a, a, everybody had a flotilla or two running off nowhere. Just so your fighter points, because fighter points used to be like an insurance policy. Yeah. In fact, I, I was listening to one of the other podcasts, Armada, and they were talking about using that as an advantage, is that you need to have full fighters all the time. Because it's like an insurance policy. Either they have fighters and you can kill them, or if they don't, you get you know you have 130 points that they can't kill. Yeah, and that's gone now. I mean, now now it's a huge now a bunch of fighters and, and two flotillas and then you know two or three other ships is now a risky fleet because if they can get in there and hammer those those two to three actual ships, you're tabled, and that's going to happen a lot. So, so you know, have really heavy fighter fleets, I think, are going to be less. Common than they used to be. Yep. All right, next thing. All right, uh, kind of going along with the uh, Gantling and Yavaris is Biggs got a nerf. So when resolving Biggs' Biggs' ability, you cannot choose a friendly squadron that has been destroyed but still in play because of General Riken's current ability. So, so more fuck you to Riken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, even more fuck I, you. To I Reagan. honestly don't think this one was even necessary. It I didn't think that was they a problem. Just say that you. You move it to a fighter that still has health left. Yeah, well, That's whatever. Should have been worded, but what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I honestly don't think this was like a problem per se. I mean, yeah, it was annoying and bitchy, and I, I like that it's another way to just fuck the GH Varus list. But like, <laughs> I, whatever. I mean, this I, this doesn't cause a problem for me. I mean, it only happens if you're using Rykan, Biggs, and Luker Wedge. That's the only way you can even make that happen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but another good change. Another great change in the game. Absolutely. All right. So then we also have... uh, So getting away from that, 
Uh, we've got, let's see, Avenger took a hit. So the Avenger title for an ISD reads, While attacking, you may exhaust this card. If you do, the defender cannot spend exhausted defense tokens during this attack. So this hits Avengers that had gunnery teams, or an Avenger that has a double arc on something. Or Avengers shooting at fighters. Yeah. Um, I mean, that wasn't something that came up, you know, you didn't, you didn't build your list to do that, but if you had Avenger and gunnery teams, you, and they had a lot of fighters, you're going to shoot at them, and if they're scatter aces, yeah. you know, I mean, it was a thing that had, especially if you had Sloan with scatter aces and Avenger, I mean, you, Brian, you ran this at Michigan Regionals, I think, um, or something similar to that, yeah. anyway, um, where it was Sloan with a, with a, an Avenger with gunnery teams, an ISD2, and I'm sure you did this all the time, where you exhausted one of their defense tokens, and now they can't use it on the squadron shot. I assume, I guess. I didn't, I didn't take Avenger, but... That wasn't you? <laughs> and that was DZ. Yeah. His list was yeah. similar to yours. Um, well, your point stands. Yeah, the point still takes... Yeah, you, you just didn't have the list. Um, Thanks for paying attention. I didn't play <laughs> it. <was> fine. <laughs> we'll go back to listen to episode two, I think, where we're talking about our regionals lists. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, so one of the big cards that's got even bigger. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. The one thing we didn't talk we didn't talk about BT Avenger with it. That's the big. I think that's the big reason this happened is so you can't double arc BT Avenger, right? Which I don't know how much this matters because I feel like BT Avenger still if it do, now maybe it doesn't kill you in you one just shot. Do it on your um, front arc shot. Yeah, and you do your side arc, arc first, and yeah. then you do your front arc shot afterwards. But I don't. I mean. I guess it's better because, you know, BT Avenger is kind of bullshit. Um, I don't have as much of a problem with it as I do with other things because there's ways to counter it. You can just put a blocker in the way or just not be by it. I mean, there's there's a lot more counters. But um, I think that's what they're going after with this change is they don't want you to be able to just delete any ship. And this will go back to, honestly, the way we used to play before all of this when Flotillas first came out and you were still trying to stop demo before the demo nerf coming in is what a lot of us did is use physical blockers to stop right. it from coming in. So now your flotillas will also get into the fight more because you're going to need them physically to block things. Yeah. Which works great. That's a great tactic to use, and they're yeah. in the fight. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I guess next uh, okay. next card. Sorry to yep. interrupt there. No, no problem. Yeah, we need to cover that. Uh, so, strategic advisor. This is going to be a big card, especially now that you can only have two flotillas. Uh, you can't pad anymore, but they clarified that this card's effect can only resolve if the ship it is equipped to could activate. So if it's already activated, you can't use it. Uh, just as a refresher. Yeah. So don't forget to use it. Yeah. I don't think this is that big of a deal. <laughs> it's not. Because like, it makes no. sense. so it's a big deal where if the ship it's on needs to go first in that round. Yeah. And after that, you want to try to pad things. Sure, but typically, once that round happens, you want to go as f- soon as you can with all of your ships. Sure. And, typically, but I think but it's, not I think it is a needed change. It's a good, not necessarily. It's more of a clarification. It really is more of a clarification. Yeah. 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 In case you're wondering, when it's your turn to activate, you can exhaust this card to pass your turn instead of activating. Oh ship. yeah, we didn't say. In that. In case, yeah, yeah, you were still. Wondering. We talked about it in a couple episodes. We, yeah. So the ship needs to still be eligible to activate to use strategic. Advice. Yeah, it needs to be unactivated. Yeah. Sometimes we like that little element of suspense. What card is it? <laughs> what does it, it do? What does it mean, man? <laughs> we should do that. We should just 
talk about it and then read what the card does so you guys can like rewind <laughs> like Tarantino it you know? <laughs> <laughs> memento for a whole episode oh, god it's oh, horrible <laughs> the listeners are taking notes yeah watch the listener count fucking drop way off after yeah that. Jesus alright uh, Luke Skywalker he got his uh, squadron that he got a clarification um, Luke Skywalker does not resolve the critical effect granted by Nora Wexley's ability when attacking a ship with shields remaining. Yeah, I think this is just a clarification, really. I mean, when you yeah. read his ability, it kind of does say that. Which, I mean, I don't know. Who cares? This wasn't a big one to me. I don't I, this, is, this isn't a situation that comes up that often. I feel like Luke doesn't fit in fleets that have Nora usually anyway. But, I mean, he could. I don't know. I just don't yeah. really like Luke because he only rolls blanks for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he does have a black die. Bomber Command doesn't help. Because <laughs> well, he doesn't have his targeting action. computer on. Yeah. He turned off his targeting That's the problem. Fucking asshole. Just asshole. use that. Use it. It's really good. But then he makes that one in a million shot to take down the ISD, but it only happens one in a million times. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not enough. I needed to hit more than one in a million. Yeah. It's a tournament. We play three games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times am I going to roll that die? Like eight at the most? <laughs> Give me one. Jesus. Bought that damn altar card off eBay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next. All right, next. Uh, We've got the uh, the aspiration title. So this is more of another clarification. Not really a a rata. But it's, uh, they said, shields can be moved to hull zones on the ship that this card is equipped to, including through the use of projection experts. As long as the number of shields in the hull zone they are moved to does not exceed... That whole zone's maximum shield value. Yeah, so what this, I mean, what what Aspiration does is when you deploy, it allows you to take shields from two hull zones and move them, well, from up from all hull zones and move them to up to two other ones to go above its normal maximum. So typically, with this is on an MC-75, because it can only be on an MC-75, yes. you're going to take two of your hull zones and raise them up to six, um, which no ship can normally do. But this one then can, but you have to pull those shields off the other hull zones. This says with the other hull zones, you can still move shields around and you can even get them back, but only through the use of projection experts. You can't recover them naturally with a repair command or token. Um, I think you're mostly going to see this title, which I guess this isn't really related to the fact, but you're mostly going to see this title on a, on a, on a raddest in ship. Because you can drop it in and you know what facings are facing things and then you're going to be able to boost up those hull zones. So it can either, either like a CR-90B... Which would be kind of like a, 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 a projection expert type ship. Which yeah. is around. It was around earlier in the game. You haven't seen it since, mm-hmm. but you might see it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a Pelta that can move. Or, I mean, or a Neb if you use like Redemption. I mean, nobody does it. it yeah, but. yeah. I did it once. I yeah. did all three Neb, Neb titles. I played it them too. It didn't go well. <laughs> if the, I just wish the Neb had like a redirect. If it just had one redirect, I feel like it would be so much better. Yeah, well... That's yeah, no, it doesn't. That's not what it is. <laughs> yeah. we, we need to get over that, Dan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Next, we have Grand Animal Thrawn. This is a uh, clarification. When a, a friendly ship gains a command dial as part of Grand Animal Thrawn's effect, that ship can spend that dial to gain a matching command token. So this is great because on the forums, there's like this unofficial rules thread. Yeah. And... The community of forum nerds have decided that 
if you, it's this, if it's said in there and agreed upon in in consensus, then it is true. <laughs> and yeah. for the longest time, everybody in there said, "No, you cannot get that token from there. You can't do this." So the point is, I don't. You don't know anything. People in the forums, you yeah. don't know anything. It, it it just because you think it is, and you've like fucking rule mongered the shit out of Armada. It doesn't mean it's true. No, they are right more often than not, though, I think. Sure, sometimes, but in this, they were extremely wrong. Absolutely. That and... Um, I think his point is that don't fall victim to hubris. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying that their overconfidence is their weakness. <laughs> yes. All right. I think so. It's treason, then. You should have played a drop. Yeah, come on, yeah, man. Come on, man. Where, where you at with the drops? Give, give me the give me the horn. You're fired. <laughs> do, do the horns. The horns. Yeah. I, like I, mean, I feel I, like it's not funny when you call for it. <laughs> I'm still laughing. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, next thing. The, uh, the the last thing oh, we man. really wanted. To <laughs> <laughs> the last thing we really wanted to talk about. There's a couple other little clarifications and whatnot that they put in here, but this is just more of the big stuff. The last thing we had was the uh, the Chimera title. So there, there were some questions about like what happens when you discard a, one of the upgrade, the fleet commands that it gives you and you get another one and the game ends for scoring and whatnot. So <clears throat> the, the Chimera title, it's for an ISD. It lets you grant, gain a fleet command icon in your upgrade bar if you don't already have one. And then at the start of the command phase, you can discard that upgrade card, and you can get another one. So they uh, they clarified it. If it is, if you discard the upgrade card from an effect not on the Chimera's card, it cannot be then discarded to be replaced. Because they all have the option where you can, instead of spending a token, you can just discard the card. You can't mm-hmm. discard that card. <laughs> oh, that, that was necessary. <laughs> this, card, this, this this clarification is like so much like rules text, and it's just like it's not it's such not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's not yeah. the shit on you. It's just, <laughs> it's just boring. <laughs> discard your cards. <laughs> <laughs> The, the gist of it is, is that when you, you you can't if you discard it to use its effect, you can't just like oh I get it back. You can't do that because that's stupid. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if, if you drop it using the t- a Chimera title, you can then gain it back later if you really want to. Yep. Um, and then you only score at the end of the game if it's destroyed. You only score whichever card is currently equipped to it. Yeah, not, so it didn't stack up. It didn't. It doesn't stack. It's not the one that you start with. It's whatever you end the game with. Yeah. So if you're going to lose, swap it out for a lower point. <laughs> that one point. That yeah. one point. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I think that's it. Is there anything else we want to go over here in the glory hole? I think we got it all, right? Yeah, there, there's a couple of little things you should be well-versed. <laughs> but, uh, no. All right. We're good. Um, yeah, so, uh, fuck you, G.H. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Fuck, fuck all, fuck all of you. Yeah. Cool. It didn't come fast enough. No. But, hey, I'm glad it came in time for Worlds to then hear the nerd screech of fucking <laughs> people. 
I can't. I don't have time to change my lab. I've been practicing forever. I can't. I can't adjust. Well, the thing is, this stuff Mom, came out. Mom, chocolate milk. Chucky milk. Like the, the, the big, the big stuff with the flotillas, like was on the forums like three weeks ago. Yeah. We started practicing with it. Yeah. You should have too. Yeah. Like if you didn't, that's your fault. Honestly, I mean, none of these things should be <laughs> fucking you up so bad that you're like just screeching that like, oh, I can't, I can't compete at Worlds now. I'm not gonna be ready. <sighs> Unless yeah. you were that exactly. one that's guy in Europe who threw flew thirteen flotillas. Yeah. I feel like he should, that's, that's an exception. He that's an exception. That's a special. I would let him keep doing that just because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking it, it, Of course, it's going to be a crowd doing that shit, too. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I get all the flotillas. Yeah, I bring all the flotillas and I shiz all over your list. Oh, yeah, yeah I shiz <laughs> Oh, that's my good, yeah. Hey, get our, where's our German techno? Yeah, where's our German techno music? <laughs> Come on, Brian. Took it down. Oh, ah, fuck. Well, that's what it is post. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, some German fart porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's just as good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So that's it with Mama, and now we are gonna move on to Dodana's schoolhouse. Bye, Felicia. You're required to maneuver straight down this trench and skim the surface to this point. It's a small thermal exhaust port right below the main port. A small one-man fighter should be able to penetrate Princess Leia. All right, welcome into the schoolhouse. And today we are talking about Admiral Raddus, the hero of Scarif. And it's funny, like, do we even know what happened to Raddus after that? I, I, mean, I feel like he probably died. Oh, Vader killed him. Vader yeah, threw some absolutely. shrimp on the Barbie. Like, not even, not even close. They went down to the he beach. He came back as a ship in episode eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, or you don't name ship after guys that, like, survived. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Raddus face-fucked the entire First Order, which is kind of how he works in the game. Yeah? So, yeah, I guess ooh, it did. Interesting. Hot take. Yeah, hot take. Yeah, I like I it. I like that. It's really good. So, we're Keep talking about continuity straight. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very linear. All right. <clears throat> so, we're talking about Raddus. And we are talking about Raddus because since the overarching theme of this is Worlds, I believe he's going to be huge at Worlds. And you're going to see a shit ton of Raddus lists. And Sloan. I think those are the two main admirals you're going to run And, and we've already covered Sloan. And we've already covered Sloan. And she was not really hit by the fact. That at, all. at all. I mean, I guess you could say Avenger, but... Not really. Relay. Yeah, relay, but but you know they're they're closer to their fighters anyway. Usually, so yeah. it, I don't think Sloan was a. I don't think. I mean, if you were running Sloan and you were using Avenger or um, a bunch of flotillas or whatever, you can just adjust and you're fine. Yeah, absolutely. And your list doesn't change fundamentally at all. Right. So, big dog Radis, and if for some reason you don't know what Radis does, at the beginning of the game, you set aside one ship and. At the beginning of any round during the game, or during a round, you can place that said ship within dis- at distance one of any of your ships on the board. It cannot, when it is placed, it cannot overlap any squadrons or ships. Right. That's it. And it That's cannot it. be the first ship to activate that Correct. round. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be second. Yeah. It'll second be... or, or third, I guess, depending. Depending on how yeah. things go. Yeah. But, um... so, so the main archetypes that we have seen played with 
and come up with are... Well, I think we should kind of separate this, too, because with Radis lists, unlike every other list, you kind of have two components. You have the Radis drop ship, the mm-hmm. ship that's going to be set aside and dropped, right. and then the rest of the list. And, I yeah. mean, obviously they need to work together, but, you know, you may see mix and matches with, with those two separate components. I think the backup to Radis, you're going to see all kinds of stuff. Yes. Because I don't think there's a specific thing that works better or worse necessarily. Yes. So, nine times out of ten, the Radis dropped ship is going to be an MC-75 ordinance. Yep. Nine times out of ten. It's either going to be Aspiration. It's almost always going to have the title on it. Either Aspiration or Profundity. Mm-hmm. Profundity is more of a go uh, a first player type ship because they're going to have a ram champ, uh, hammer champ on it, which is... A hammerhead torpedo, torpedo boot boat with um, boot. boot. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> torpedo hammerhead torpedo boot. Uh, hammerhead torpedo boot. All right, there, eh? Uh, it'll drop. It'll <laughs> not being such a hoser. Fucking slow down, eh? So we will try to grow some weed and get my life back together. <laughs> I feel like you just went Australian. <laughs> Is there a difference? You guys are derailed the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I can't even. We are. Now I'm thinking of like trailer park boys and shit. I can't. Sorry. So, sorry. 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 All right. We get, We need a, a sorry drop during this. That you play. Sorry. Sorry. All right, um, so it's either going to be... i got, I got to close my eyes. It's an MC-75. It's you an MC-75 profundity that and drops it, a hammer champ, possibly. I, it, yeah. It, but that's a really good one. So it's a hammerhead torpedo boat with external racks and Chamsundula on it. And Chamsundula allows you... He's a boarding team, uh-huh. sort of like uh, boarding troopers, Yeah. Um, where you can spend... I don't remember which one. Is it squadron? It's squadron. It's the same as boarding a squadron troopers. token or command. Um, to change all the command dials on the ship, yes. um, which is awesome if it's a Command 3 ship. Yeah, and I don't think you see a lot of that, but I think you're going to see it at Worlds. I think I it's too. a thing that hasn't been exploited that much yet. Well, isn't a thing that, didn't JJ do it in the Vassal World no, Cup? No, but he didn't have Cham on there. He didn't have Cham on there? He just had a straight-up torpedo boat with external racks. Okay, he probably had Ordnance Experts, I would assume. You know what, yeah, he did have Because you'll probably experts. see either Ordnance Experts or Cham yeah. on that ship. Yeah, yeah. Because Jin, Jin isn't ready for the table. Because Jin is garbage. Yeah. She's garbage right now. Yeah. We'll see in Wave 8 if she becomes something. Yeah, maybe. So, okay, there's that type, and then there's the Aspiration type, which I think is more of a second player type ship, um, which, because the Profundity is more of a first player type ship, because once the Hammerhead goes out, the Hammerhead can go first, because it right. wasn't technically the raddest drop ship. Right, no, it was the Profundity ship. The Profundity, profundity is the raddest ship. So the Hammer can come out and go first that next turn. So more of a second, to me, more of a second player type ship is the Aspiration. And then we've already talked about the Aspiration title back in Mama Mothma's, Mama Mothma's Glory Hole. So those are the two main type of ships you're going to see dropped out. There are other types. Um, Matt's ran it before. Matt, you want to talk about it really quick? Yeah, the uh, the other one is you load an MC-80 uh, Home 1, the command, with rapid launch bays. And your choice of squadrons. I was going with like three B-wings and a uh, Jan. So it goes out, it, um, your first activation is to go up, you get your bomber command in range, and then you go with your 80, because your 80 can tank most hits. So it's going to be able, it's gonna be able to tank and deploy those fighters, and then... And then hit the out, double arc. And then get the double arc. Yeah, I've seen the same thing done with a MC-75 or, or uh, 
armored. Armored. Yeah, yeah which you could. You yeah. get one you less could. fighter activation, but you've got a lot more ship dice. So it's kind of a trade off. But, yep. and, you know, so either one. Um, I personally prefer the MC75 because it goes speed three. And it makes it easier to, after you do that, you can boogie. Right. That double took it speed one. Yeah, which is nice. It's speed one yeah. maneuver is excellent. It's sexy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's maneuver dial is sexy. Yeah. It's just a sexy ship. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And then I think the last thing that you could see dropped would be an MC-80 Liberty-type battle, probably the battle cruiser. It would be probably the cheaper one with more blues. I mean, it really depends. It, it, maybe they want to do yeah, I guess that's true. and then put the batter on. I, I feel on. like that's doing something. If you're trying to deploy it farther away, but the that's thing is, kind that was, of a new archetype that we really haven't seen a lot of. I think that was more pre-fact, too, because a lot of guys were using that to kill a bunch of flotillas. Right. And try to move through them. Now you, you don't need to do that anymore. No, just ignore the flotillas. Ignore, kill everything else. Go after everything else. Yeah. yeah. So, but that is another viable ship I, po- I think you could possibly see, but mm-hmm. that'll be... That's far and few between that. Yeah, I think where you're seeing the Liberty more is as the ship that has Radix on it. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the ship on the board. Yeah. So, okay, so those are the... Three, four, essentially. Yeah, and you could maybe see an admonition. Uh, I you know, seriously doubt it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Technically, it could be anything. But well, right. The That's the only other thing you might see. Admonition is way better being already on the board and setting up Radis than it is being coming in. Agreed. As Agreed. So, we'll go to the archetypes of type of ships that are already on the board, setting up those ships that are getting dropped. So, the setups are one archetype. Like we just said, the admonition, admonition with a couple transports and maybe a CR-90 in there, depending on the fighter complement. And admonition already on the board with Lando and the regular loadout is Mm -hmm. excellent to set up, especially if you're going first. Because then you go first with admonition and then you go, then your next activation is that Radis ship and you can really hammer the fuck out of something. Especially if Radis was able, or admonition was getting in place. Uh, One type of... um, yeah, there's not a lot they can survive a double arc from both of those ships in the same turn. No. A, a list that I've been running a while, and I don't know how great it is, but I've done well with it, is it's um it's admonition kitted out with two scout hammerheads with like quad battery turrets and task force organa, along with one or two transports, one with slicer tools, and then the only fighter column is just two regular A-wings. How that holds up to a, a heavy Sloan list, I don't know. But I've gone against Sloan, I've did, done okay with it. And then it drops an MC-75 Ordnance Cruiser in there. Um, and, it, and it bids to go first. It has like an 18-point bid, which, by the way, I don't know if that's going to be enough at Worlds if you really want to go first. Yeah, I think we'll talk about this more in the next segment. But, yeah, I yeah. think bids are going to be just getting out of hand. And I think there'll be things for, for things you might not think of. And one thing I, I'll say is, it, it's going to be like a Sloan carrier build with price that really wants to go last and then first the next round. Yeah. And hammer you with Sloan squads. Okay, so that's that's one archetype of a Radis build of ships already on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, another type is, we just call it Bigs, the, the Bigs build, which yeah. is two big ships. And it's either an MC-80 uh, Liberty or an MC-80 Home 1 type. Or another MC-75, really. Or I mean, another, uh, yep, absolutely, another MC-75. Uh, and I think where you're, you may not see it a lot, but I think it's going to work really well is to put bail on that ship. Well, I've done it, and it works and, really good. Yeah, because then you can go second and, you know, hit with your big ship and then hit with your big ship again. I mean, yes. and, and you can take that first away from them. And a lot of tactics in Armada is like hammer and anvil. 
this is these are perfect for a hammer and anvil type setup. Yeah, and what's nice about it is you can develop like you don't have to bring the hammer in from around the side. You just drop it in. Yeah, the hammer just appears out of midair. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do. No, it's there. It's it's there. So that's another type, and then another major archetype you're going to see is something like two transports, a CR ninety kitted out with a bunch of shit with Radis on it, and then Max squads. Which are probably going to be rogue. Or at least some of them will be. Yeah. Some of them will be, but probably most of them are going to be rogue. With probably, even in a rogue environment, Shara and Tycho are still really good. Almost yeah. as if they're rogues themselves. Well, and you get a flotilla or two, you can, you know, you can move them you, around. You move them and if you want to. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then it drops an MC-75 ordinance. Sure. So it starts out with very few ships on the board, max squads. And then the 75 ordinance comes. Yeah, well, that's kind of your same thing. I mean, typically you need to get two things to kill something, especially something large. Yeah. You need to get, like, you know, a big ship and fighters, or, I mean, you can get away with just fighters sometimes, but you usually need a second thing. One ship usually can't take out another big one, at least not quick enough for it to matter. So that one, your second thing is your fighters. So a kit out that I have on the uh, one I talked about earlier with the MC 30 and the two hammerheads. Um, that Ordnance Cruiser was, had ECM, Intel Officer, Aspiration, Ordnance Experts, APT, Assault Proton Torpedoes, and External Racks. And I think that's going to be pretty common. Like, yeah. that's, I think that's probably, like, the archetype. I think so. Um, now, you, a lot of times you might see Lando, which I started out doing before, but once I switched to the Aspiration title, you could tank so many things. And then once you hit them back with that intel officer, you're really fucking them up. Yeah. I mean, you might call that the MC Bill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm the only one that's ever even thought of this. Right, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What, what is it? Aspiration? The Bill-spiration? The Bat-spiration? The Bat... No, that, that it almost sounds like Bat-spiration. We don't... Yeah, no. Anyway, so that's the type of stuff you're looking at for archetypes, yeah. I think. Does anybody else have any more input on this? Good, the, the, good job, guys. It covers it all. Wait, I think I got it. <laughs> Ass Bill Ration. Oh, oh there we got it. That's the name of the ship. Ass Bill Ration. And the Ass Bill Ration. Welcome please, to use it. Yeah, welcome to use it. I, I'm not going to TM. Bring it on the table. Say it one more time. The Ass Bill Ration. <laughs> and please, when you put it down on the board, play that fucking. Play that yeah, just cue it up on your phone. <laughs> And if you feel like dropping your dick and balls on the table at the same time, too, please do. It's that's the normally, right thing to do. That's normally what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they're really tiny, it's more about the alpha move to do it. Right. In the first place. You're trying actually, to if, it, if it's tiny, that's even more alpha. Because it's yes. like, hey, I don't even give a shit. Yes. I don't give a shit how small my dick is. Yeah. yeah. I will literally I'm afraid of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, terrified. He's like, whips out a little one. It's like, oh, man, this guy's backing this thing up. He's, he's, he's like, going to use it. <laughs> he's actually going to use it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what else does he have going on? Right. <laughs> What other fucking little treats am I going to catch? Like, through I am case? intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, all, all right. right. <laughs> so, we'll go into counters to Rattus. <laughs> so, counters to Rattus are... There are no hard <laughs> counters to Rattus yet. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the only real counters are to try and fuck with their deployment. Yes. You know, and whether that's by, you know, because you can't deploy on top of fighters or ships. So you got to block it. So you got to put, but the, the problem with that is to really block it effectively, you got to like spread your fighters around 
to the point where they're really easy to pick off. They can play yes. off of any ship, too, so... Yeah, so you don't... I mean, usually it's going to be one that's clear, like the Admonition or um, the other big. But, you know, what if they... I mean, you could easily bring, like, three CR-90s or TRC-90s. I don't know if they can fit, but... They do. And well, three can. of those, and then an aspiration. You have no idea which one it's coming off of. Also, especially with the new FAC, I feel like people might start ignoring flotillas. Yeah. And Radis loves that. I'm gonna. Radis loves that. And I'll be like, okay, I'm just gonna hammer, I'm gonna drive this fucking flotilla right in there. And if you want to keep ignoring it, that's gonna be my perfect jumping off point for my MC-75. Sure. So, that's something to keep in mind. And, you know, but you can use your flotillas the same way to block him. Exactly. You know? So, we're not saying there are not counters. We're, we don't think, at this point, there are any hard counters. Yeah, and the closest one that we haven't talked about yet is is the Interdictor. Yeah, um, I think it's viable. And there's actually, there's some lists out there, and you're going to see them at Worlds, where there's some viable Interdictor lists now. Yeah, I, I, I the problem with the Interdictor is... It's an Interdictor? Well, yeah, it's a hard <laughs> counter. You know, Even if you, it, the one we're talking about, I think it's the Grav. So, it, it's, it's the Grav, well, you put a token out, and any ship that deploys at one to, a distance one to three has to it, set its speed to zero. Yeah, and so the idea, normally you're going to be putting that in someone's deployment zone, but when you see Radis, you might choose then to put it like maybe in the middle of the board, which, you know, distance one to three from a token is a radius, is a big area. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you base your defense off of that, so you keep your ships, obviously they stay close to that grab line. Yeah, I mean, you're not moving fast anyway, you have an interdictor. Right, yeah. So. Well, you put engine text. You on could, but let's just say you didn't. Sure. Um, but the problem with that list is, is, is it in any good against anything else? Because that's, I think, the problem with like an interdictor. You know, it's is that list yeah, good yeah. against most other lists? I don't There's know. Else you have, you can bag up with an ISD and it's sure, a, it's a big uh, point sink. It is a big yeah. point sink that you know. So what is it? Ninety points. 90 yeah, it's, points well, it's, it's ninety before you put anything on it, and you got to put stuff on it or it's worthless. So yeah, I mean, who knows? But I, I think it is a good way to stop Radis. Yeah, I think so too. Another thing is. We, I feel like this has kind of gone away a lot, but flying in a formation. So, especially if you're doing, like, an Akbar token fucking list, which, by the way, is still very viable. Even with this... Uh, I don't think it really got got really hit at all. I mean... I don't think it got hurt that bad. A lot of guys, you would run it with one Doom Pickle, or whatever you want to call it. Well, the guys and, that ran it with one Doom Pickle and five Flotillas, yes. Yeah. That changed it for them. But, I mean, even still, I mean, yeah, you're not going to be able to have the number of activations, but the only reason you needed all of those was... To keep up with everyone else anyway. So well, you need it for the sensor net, too. Okay, and sensor net. But, but the thing is, you can still do it with five ships. It's two flotillas, yeah. the MC-80 still kitted out, and two hammerheads. Yeah, and if you replace one of those hammerheads with uh, a TRC-90 or a Jaina's Light specifically, a TRC, I mean, Jaina's Light TRC with Akbar is awesome. Yeah, it still it's does a lot so of It's so good. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And the TRC nerf didn't really affect that specific type of ship at all. No, not at all. So, what you do is you fly in a formation. Like I said earlier, back in the day when we would try to protect ourselves from Demolisher, is you can still have that big ship and you form a cage around your ship with your smaller support ships. And that way, when the MC-75 comes in, it physically cannot get to your big ship when it activates. Right. And I think that is a... Going to be a good counter to Radis. So if you see Radis, 
I think a lot of times it's it's come to where people just start sending their ships all over the place because they're trying to pay activations. They don't even want their Kazanis involved anyways, or their, or their GR-75s. Yeah, but that's not going to be the case anymore. It's not going to be the case anymore. Or even your Hammerhead or your CR-90s. Like, you need to keep them in tight. Fly in an actual formation and create physical barriers so that 75 cannot drop in exactly where he wants to. Yeah, and the nice thing about trying to block Radis versus trying to block, like, a demo is it's not on the board yet, but it doesn't come onto the board till the end of the round. So you have all round. It doesn't... Right. You don't have to, like, okay, can I do this now or can I do it... You don't have to worry about that. Right. You can just figure it out later. Mm-hmm. And Because at the end, you just need them to be in a bad situation to drop. You want to force them to drop either before or after they wanted to. I mean, that's obviously kind of obvious, yeah. but... You know, a lot of thing with Redis though is to the, be said. the latest I've ever seen a Redis drop is round three. I think I've seen a four. You've seen a four? Yeah. It, it seems like he really wants to force the engagement earlier than normal. I think people are doing that. I don't know if it actually makes it Maybe better for him. Maybe play it. I think, well, I mean, I don't know that it's a bad way to play it, but I don't know that waiting and dropping him later, as long as you're prepared for it and that's what your plan was, I don't know that later is worse. Yeah, I played a game where it was a Radis list, um, and then the ship that was on the board was a Liberty with engine techs, and then Radis came out round two. That, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that was not well, one, one thing to note with Radis that I don't think we've mentioned is, you know, you can deploy at distance one, but that gets your ship a really long way, because yeah. um, you know you get at distance one plus the whole base of a large ship, which is big. I mean, you can get in close range at something that I think is out of long range. Yes. You can deploy Radis in close range when your ship deploying him is out of range. Yeah. And you got to be aware of that when you're seeing Radis. That he can come in pretty far. Radis really fucks with your spatial awareness that yeah. you're normally used to when you play with an, play an, a game of Armada. Yeah. So when you're looking at something, you're like, oh, fuck, I ain't gonna, he, he can't reach me now. But a Radis with profundity and a hammerhead can reach so far across the board. You just don't realize, because it's never been done. You right, know, I, th- I think that's all it is. Is people got to get used to it. You got to yes. start seeing the little pockets where you can appear. Yeah, but uh, you know, and then because I, I played you, you had like the little pseudo MSU with Radis. We were just messing around and mm. stuff, and uh, you know, just with the four hammerheads, I think you had or yeah, like yeah, 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 like, like, yeah, yeah. Just the the <clears throat> possibilities that you had, all the opportunities to deploy Radis. It was just. I didn't see it coming. And I've come to really like Radis with hammerheads. So like running something three, four hammerheads, having even more ships on the board, but maybe more possibilities. But when you do that, you do have a very light fighter cover. Yeah. And yeah. I mean the lightest fighter cover you can go is obviously two A-wings like I did, but you can still try to make like a, a few Z95s work, or what you're more most likely to see is gonna be Char and Tycho. Yeah. As their fighter wing. Yeah, well, and you know, I don't know how, I think now that the G.H. Yavara's nerf has happened, we're going to see a lot less fighter lists. You think so? Just in general. I think we're going to see a lot less heavy fighter lists. Hmm. I think most of the Rebel guys are going to look at the nerfs and say, okay, why they've destroyed Rebel bombers, which they didn't do at all. Not a single Rebel bomber was hit. I guess kind of Luke, but not really. Um it was just the the bullshit that made him go, but you can still make him go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're still really good. I think it's just going to be the same way with the Akbar token fucking. Yeah, Akbar token fucking can still work very well. I don't think Akbar token fucking even really got hit. 
I know, and I know there's like discussion out there, like, oh, it's dead, you're never gonna see this again. I mean, tell you what, guys, if you've ran it before and you, you're a decent player, show up to Worlds with it. It might fuck people up because I think it'll also make people, because a lot of people were taking Intel, or no, I'm sorry, strategic, because they were trying to combat those type of lists. Yeah. And maybe they won't think they're gonna be around anymore. Maybe. And if you can get away with it, because if you go up against people that don't have strategic, it's really hard to win against a token fucking list that's going second. We're already we're starting to get into the next segment. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're getting away from Radis. So, all right, let's let's get back to let's refocus. Yeah, come back, back to Radis. Um, so, are we good with all the counters? Do we have any other counter ideas or things to put out there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the only other counter is I try and blow up the ships that are going to drop them, but that's I mean that's it's very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you might be able to do that if you do like the Vader Simon. Um, you know, but yeah, that, that's assuming they have little stuff. Right. That you can that you can maybe, you know, one shot or whatever. But if they have a big thing, I mean you're not gonna blow up a big ship at long range. You just no, yeah, you just no. can't do that. No. Um so yeah. All right, so opinions on the list. What do you think about Radis Bay? Um, I mean, I think it's good. <laughs> like it's I I haven't been playing as much as you guys have, but um and I, I haven't actually played Radis, but playing against it a few times, like it's difficult. It's not unbeatable by any means. No. Um, but it's just it's a it's a really big, really strong hit, and you gotta be able to tank it. And if you can't do that, I mean it's it's gonna fuck you up real bad, you know. But I mean that's just I'm not really saying anything we haven't talked about. I'm kind of just rambling. No, it's good. Like it's yeah. Just, yeah. Um as far as my opinion on the list, I I really like Radis lists. I think they're fun. I think it's different. It shakes up the game a little bit. So I think it's good for the game. Um, I, I like playing it. I, I've only played with it a few times. I want to play with it more. It's something I want to experiment with. I think there's some interesting things you can do that and I think that the surface is still just being scratched on what you can do with Radis. Um, so I think it's interesting. I think it's fun. I, what's, what's really cool about it is it, it really turns upside down a lot of the basic conceptions we used to have about armada specifically like deployments is the biggest one if you have radis the number of deployments you have just isn't that important nope. like you don't need to have a bunch of fighters so you can get more deployments so you can see where their shit is before you deploy yours because you're going to get to see where everything is before you deploy your big guy because your big guy is set aside so that kind of flips that on its head and you know, you can kind of spread out with your Radis ships because your your big hitter still coming in. So yep. you can do a lot of things with Radis that you, that aren't good ideas otherwise, and so it allows you a lot of flexibility and just do things that are that are different. People aren't expecting. Um, I really like it. I think it's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving Radis so far. I've been playing them a lot. I really think that the 75 is going to be the really big. I mean, the 80 with the rapid launch phase will be. It'll be cute. You'll see people playing that, but. The one, the one that's going to be doing the work is the seventy-five drop, and kind of like what Damon was saying, it's a, it really he he he's an admiral who can go into a lot of fleets, and he can he doesn't care whether he goes first or second. I mean, you may need to plan with that a little bit when you're building your list, but even if like you're planning on first and you don't get that bid, you're still going to be fine going second most yeah. of the time. He's just he's he's super flexible. He's he's just he's the thing to beat, and nobody's really, I think, got a like a plan to beat him yet. At least what I've seen. No, I would agree with that, and I'll 
piggyback on that thought in that for me going forward, I don't know if I'm going to bid anything using Radis anymore. I think the sweet spot is getting to where you don't give a fuck if you go second with Radis because you're kind of not going second. Right. Your, your first ship to activate the 75. Yeah, is the Radis ship. Is the Radis ship and you're going second. So who cares? You were going to take the hit anyways. Mm-hmm. It almost doesn't matter. And a good key, I would say, to a lot of people is if you're going Radis on Radis, I'd rather go second Definitely. facing another Radis list than Definitely. I would going first. Because I want to see where their Radis ship yeah, is. Yeah, because they have to place theirs first, and then I can... I can. The other thing is you react get... To, that also means you get to activate your Radis ship first. Yeah. Because if you're going second, they yep. can't go first, so they have to go oh. with another ship. Absolutely. You can then go with your Radis ship. Unless your opponent has Strategic Advisor and they use it, your Radis ship cannot go first because that would be the first ship to activate. Oh. If you're, if you're well, a second player. Did you just fuck, do you have a mind fuck drop? <laughs> Matt just mind fucked us a little Wait bit. Wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. That's absolutely and right. And that, so, that makes Strategic Advisor kind of a soft Radders counter. Yeah. So that, that forces the second player to have another ship go first before their Radis one could. I saw that someone posted. Look at yeah, you, look at you. Yeah. Look at the big wow. brain on Matt. Holy <laughs> <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> That was really good. Wow, I did never I never even thought of that. I hadn't considered that. You heard it here first. I guess I hadn't thought of everything before this. <laughs> wow, that's really good, Matt. So yeah, yeah, guys, think about that. That a strategic advisor does nullify a second player Radis going first with their 75. That could really fuck up somebody's and that plan. That could really fuck up a plan. Because, I mean, unless they've listened to our podcast and know about it. <laughs> right. We should just delete this. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, start with Matt's thing in the first, like, cut it and put Matt in the very beginning. <laughs> Why have you been sitting on this the whole time, you motherfucker? Yeah. Like, no, I'm saying delete it so nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, like, just never, why does this show up in our chat? <laughs> Keep this between the four of us. None of us are going to Worlds, though. That's yeah, just you. <laughs> oh, wait, that's right, you're going. Fuck, what am I talking about? Yeah, by the way, Brian's going to be there. We'll Quite talk about that in the next segment. Yeah, oh yeah. We're, we're, we're getting off topic again. We're fucking it up again. So, well, is there anything else to talk about? Not after that. Matt just fucking... <laughs> yeah. We can talk about some of the ways to play, strategies to use with Radis. Um, oh. When to drop, when to, you know, what, what to try and do. If, I mean, we kind of covered that, but not we really. We kind of covered it, but that, that, that's hard to do without, like, having a video component. It is difficult. It is super situational, too. About where and when it is. It's a difficult. Unfortunately, it's kind of a difficult list to prepare for. Um, it really is. That's the great thing, and that's the great thing about Radis. Yeah. Um, speaking I, of that, we've we've talked about trying to do videos here soon to do gameplay videos. Yeah. Uh, where are we at with that thing? Uh, I've got the webcam. Okay. Um, it's at my house, and we just got to uh, set it up and. Get... You've mostly been using it to talk to hot singles in your area. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Been, why would I not? Why would I not be doing that? <laughs> that's why he bought it originally. That's what I use mine for. <laughs> hot yeah. singles in your area. <laughs> I also do it so I can look at video of myself jerking of, off yes. yeah, to, to critique my form. <laughs> <laughs> so then the girl will be impressed. Well, you got to watch. Game no, game. so I can improve my techniques. Yeah, oh, my bad. It's, it's like when you're a football think, player right? and you're watching film. <laughs> Watch, you watch, oh, watch. I made a mistake here. Exactly. I need to correct that on my next go around. Push ups when you fuck up. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm doing primarily. Knock it out, knock it out. Ten. One. Hey, hey. Wouldn't that be weird? Like a guy just stops jerking off and drops to the ground. <laughs> 
One, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> All right, enough of that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we are going to start doing some uh, some gameplay videos. and Sometime, eventually. Yeah, soon. maybe a video component to Dodanos. Legion playthrough. We're definitely... We'll talk about that in the last segment. Last segment. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's wrap this up. Yep. All right, and that was Dodana Schoolhouse. And now we're going to go to... Let me... How my room taste. Oh, dear God. What the heck is a rim job? Oh, why, that's when you put your legs behind your head and have someone lick your ass. I can taste it. In my mouth is just so bittersweet. It's right. All right. How rim taste. And here we are going to talk about what we've said as the overall arching concept of the episode is Worlds. So myself and Dane have been to Worlds. Mm -hmm. Brian is going this year. Myself and Dane are not going. Uh, Matt is not going. And Tristan, who we didn't even say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tristan's not So Tristan wasn't in this episode, obviously. Yeah, Tristan didn't make it today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's incarcerated on some off-world planet right now for doing something. What would we say he was doing? I don't know. Probably like. Fucking around. <laughs> Selling spice? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Tristan might sell spice on the side. Yeah, I, he would be that guy. He's like really like clean cut and straight legs, but yeah. like secretly he's a drug lord. He's a fucking drug lord. He's a hut. Yeah. And he yeah. gets bored sometimes. He's yeah. uh, definitely organizing underground wampa fights. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. On, uh, oh, oh, yeah. On hot. Or uh, let's pull up a random. Utapau. Utapau. I just Spot. pulled that out of my ass. Yeah. Utapau. Yeah. Underground dog fight. Yeah. Wampa fights. <laughs> Some monkey lizard fights. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. real intense, though. That's so, what he is. Tristan I, the Hunt. That's his new name. Tristan the That's perfect. And it doesn't fit at all. He's oh, a very no. skinny dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tristan the Hunt isn't here, obviously. But I went to Worlds in 2016 and 2017. Uh, Dane accompanied me as my escort in 2017. Uh, yeah, what? No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> this is exactly what happened. Did what? I do way better than you? Yeah, no, no, no. You were my arm candy. And uh, Brian's going to go this year. And so we are going to tell you guys about the experience at Worlds, essentially how it goes down, what the vibe's going to be, I guess. Yeah. So 2016 for me was really cool because it actually had all the national champions. Oh, yeah. For, for Worlds, so there was ever, there were the guy, there was the weird winner from uh, the UK there, Germany, France, um, Canada doesn't really count, <laughs> but the Canadians were there. The Canada doesn't really count because they're like, well, you can it's right so there. Close, yeah, it's so I mean, close. it's not that there was the Mexican Florida is way fucking, further than Canada. Yeah, the Mexican guy was there, Australia, and I'm, I'm, I'm missing something. Uh, Span, Spain. Spain and Italy. Spain and Italy oh, have really? a fucking national team. Oh, there shit. Too. That's I, awesome. I think so. Um, so that's what was so different about, for me, from Worlds 2016-2017, because when they, they redid the um, the scheduling block, they moved everything to... Yeah. Because 2016 at Worlds actually kind of sucked space-wise, because they had... FFG had all their other games there at the same time. Now, Worlds is separated from... Star Wars yeah. to everything else. Although I, I feel like with the way everything I've been seeing, this world sounds like it's gonna be a lot more like 2016 world. I sure as fuck hope not. And I hope it isn't because 2017 world was awesome. The organization and the way they set it up in 2017 was way better than 2016. I'll absolutely say that. 
But 2016 to me was cooler because you actually had the national champions. And I think we'll have that again this year. Yeah, there are going to be back because they've yeah. all had their national championships before this. So, right. like, I know the guy from Comsnet. He's gone. He's gone. It's Comsnet, right? Comsnoise. Comsnoise. Comms Comms I'm sorry. I think all Comms three of those guys are gone. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I haven't I mean, only one of them is a champion, episode. obviously. But, um, yeah, I think they're coming. Uh, and I'm sure the UK... Uh, yeah, because he was the European champion, not the UK champion. Yeah, so whoever the UK champion. Uh, yeah. Who, I don't oh, know I think that's that a different guy. Wait a minute. Does Cobb's Noise have both? Didn't, didn't they win the U? U they may. I and it might even be the same guy. I honestly don't know. <laughs> it, I, I think it's something close to that. But yeah. yeah, the German national champion, because what I was saying earlier, FFG moved their Star Wars championships to May, so for May the 4th. Yeah. Be with you, that whole fucking right. thing. Uh, and so, I know. And so worlds are always <laughs> over that day. We need to get, we need to drop, like, an Uga drop on that brand. Like, Uga! Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Big AL. Just search Big AL drops. And so, um, in 2017, it was just a bunch of American dudes and some Canadians. Yeah, there's a lot of people from Minneapolis. I feel like half the people I played were just local guys. Yeah. So, and, and that was also kind of true in 2016. So, okay. I'll also say that if you're going to Worlds and you're expecting the best of the best... That's not what you're going to get. I think it's probably about a, a third to a half is that. Yes, but it's not everybody because no. you don't need a qualifying anything to get a ticket to no. the Worlds. You just got to click the button faster than anybody Right, else. so there's a lot of guys. In fact, I ran into two guys who this were year, there for X-Wing. It was totally random. Oh, that's yeah. right. They changed it this year. Yeah. And, well, there, were, there was a lot of guys that were there to play X-Wing and were just playing Armada until X-Wing started and all dropped on the second day. Which <laughs> yeah. <is bullshit. laughs> yeah, which is huge bullshit. For, especially for people that desperately wanted to go there. I know. Yeah, like, which, like me. Yeah, I mean, right. well, I mean, I, I did go. But yeah, people that didn't get a ticket. But because they were already there for X-Wing and like, you know, I think there was like 100 people on the first day. Right. And last year it was separated where... We did three rounds the first day. Everybody did three rounds the first day. Everybody did two rounds the second day, which was great. Which was way better than what they did in 2016, which apparently which they're now again doing yes. in 2018. They're going away from what was good. Everything they fixed for 2017, they've unfixed yeah. for 2018. And we're back at the... <laughs> that was a perfectly timed <laughs> nice job, Brian. That was really good. That was your best one. No. <laughs> All right. Okay, now you're, you're getting on your game. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting, you're you're getting, getting your stride as we get towards the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for this one, the in 2016 it was at the Radisson, and then 2017 it was in the Game Center, which was infinitely better. And the Game Center is awesome. Like even if you're not going for Worlds and you get a chance, you're going to Minneapolis, you got to check out the Game Center. Go to the Game Center. It's a large facility. It's actually not the largest one I've been to. We have a larger one here in Michigan, actually. Pandemonium is bigger. Is than it actually yours. bigger? Yeah, Pandemonium is bigger. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Because they got that whole back they area. They got that whole yeah. fucking back area. But either way, not to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. Pandemonium. Who gives a fuck about Pandemonium here in Metro Detroit? <laughs> yeah. But like, either way, Worlds is a it's a large facility at Roseville in Roseville, Minnesota, which is actually it's Minneapolis. It's just a it's yeah. a suburb of Minneapolis. Minneapolis isn't very far. Twin Cities. No. And so, um, <laughs> so the Radisson sucked in 2016 because. The tables were set up shitty where you had to put your, like, all your stuff, like your cards and your fleet at the end of the table and not actually in front of you. In 2017, remember, they had, like, I want to say Destiny played at Radisson or something like that. And they had opened yes. up the partitions and FFG grabbed the whole hotel instead of just one hall. 
Okay. So hopefully in 2018 at the Radisson, they'll have opened up, they'll have bought out the whole hotel again, all the like conference halls. I gotta think And they give will enough have. space in the tables to where you actually have your shit in front of you and not at the end of the table, which really is fucking Yeah, because like Destiny is much as stupid as it is because it's a stupid card <laughs> oh, game. Oh, that's so fucking stupid. All the Fuck card games are dumb. I mean, it's not, it's not Destiny rules. specifically. It's just every oh, yeah. collectible card game or whatever it's called. I can't stand cards. They're all dumb. But like, th- there's so many people trying to play that game, I'm sure. Right. It's well, huge. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. It, well, it's one of those, it's, they're fucking, it's, what, it's like, I'm not going to get into Yeah, yeah, we don't need to get into it. We don't need to get into fucking card games. But, um, so hopefully they unfuck themselves because it's back at the Radisson again this year, guys. So hopefully it's a better experience than it was in 2016. And like, that room was like so fucking stuffy and like, it's reeked of nerd in there, man. It was so bad. Like yeah, the bo like, was. It's got like really giants. low ceilings. I feel like, which like yeah. for for a large yeah. room like that. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and like that. I don't know. It sucks. <laughs> Hopefully, you're not like it's partitioned and you're got this guy, and then you got fucking Yanni's bar mitzvah going on next door. Yeah, because they got the fucking hotel that weekend. So hopefully not. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you haven't booked your hotel already. And there's somehow room still left. Stay, stay at the Radisson because oh, that yeah. one is the closest, and it's right in the middle of everything. It's a, it's a, and Armada is there, and Armada's there, so you don't even have to leave. So you can drink at the event. Um, at the game center, they have a full bar and a full restaurant, and it was well, they just great. have beer. They don't have like liquor. I don't think. Do they? Hang on, hang on. We got a fucking intrusion right now. What is that thing? <laughs> the massive wild beast. A massive wild beast. I wanted to call your dog something else. Like, what are we gonna call it? Oh shit! Hellhound. Hellhound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hellhound yeah. started going off in the other room. What the fuck is she barking at? Just as old. Oh. Delete that out. We don't need people to know you're. Well, I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. It's <laughs> a bunch of fucking nerds listening to this. No, yeah. no, no one's gonna do anything. Ooh, he's got a. He's got a female. Brian's had sex, guys. <laughs> Brian's had sex. So. um... Back to Worlds. Uh, at the Radisson there. Fuck, I, I could really lost my train of thought. There's games. Stay at the Radisson. Stay at the Radisson. There's you can games. drink. So, yeah. So, the, the Radisson actually has a bar. But the best thing is, like, you get, get drinks and just keep... up in your room. Yeah, get... Or, and then go suck an Armada all day. Yeah, go suck an Armada. <laughs> or you can bring your drinks into the Armada player. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's still a part of the hotel and you can walk around with drinks there. So, like... Sure. If your first, first couple of rounds go shit... Fucking go get go start drinking, man. Just have fun your last two rounds. I've been giving out uh, bumps of cocaine to people to for in exchange for the prize wall tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brian will so. be Brian's uh, gonna show up as a drug dealer. Yeah, but I mean honestly though, if you see Brian and your listener, you know, well, say I'm what's not, up. It's a it's a free uh promo. It's not it's to get you hooked, yeah. and then you have to buy cocaine off Brian. Well you donate Oh yes, that's later. <laughs> just say, first first comes give me your prize wall tickets. Right. And I'll give you cocaine. Oh, a bump. Just a bump. Just a little bit. Just a little, little taste. Bit. Yeah. It's mostly baking soda. <laughs> it's, it's, been, a, it's all baking it's soda. Been, it's been cut, street cut, pretty fucking hard. I'm keeping the cocaine for myself. <laughs> but you guys can pretend it's cocaine. <laughs> he puts it in his ass. Yeah. You I don't know if you heard what Stitches said, but that, 
Brian is actually Stitches. We, we should fucking put Stitches music back at the end again. Just keep pissing people off. Well, yeah, I just want to switch it up. So, but we can No, I like to switch up. And actually, I'd rather just like keep doing different stuff. But people yeah. got so butthurt off of hearing they Stitches were not happy about twice Stitches. in a row. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's what you got upset about? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? It's a great song. Of all the, it's a great, it's a classic, honestly. It is a classic. It really is. There's a gif out there of Stitches like shooting a machine gun and like laughing hysterically. That I watch every once in a while just so I feel good. I'm pretty sure he's actually completely insane. No, I'm. I think this is not an act. I think it's this oh, is the yeah. person. Yeah, I the dude. The dude fucking tattooed his face like the Joker. Like he's got the fucking Joker smile tattooed on his face. Yeah, he did that. That's <laughs> that's commitment. You have yeah. to respect. Yeah, because once you do that, you can never get, get a, a job. job. No, you're never going to do anything else. You got to be like real confident your rap career is going to take <laughs> off. Yeah, job is no longer on the table. Yeah, and it's just all about doing coke with Miley Cyrus. You can work at Taco Bell. That's true. That's true. As a cashier, so they not all the doors are closed in the front of the store, but that's it. That's, that's this episode feels like it's just like spiraling out of control. Spiraling out of control. A. We haven't talked about Armada in like everybody that minutes. got everybody that got butt hurt on the forums is going to increase in butt hurt. Oh yeah, we're going to get yeah. so much backlash this time. <laughs> I I couldn't give a fuck less. Yeah, I, I mean it. whatever. I, I I think it's so funny. But anyway, okay, we back to talk about Armada though. Yeah, let's get back <laughs> to talking about Armada a little bit. So um, that's the experience at Worlds. Worlds is a lot of fun. Um, if you got a ticket, great. If you didn't. Too bad you're not going to get one at this point. And it farts. Um, but, like, if you're worried about the level of competition, I would say Gen Con compared to Worlds, the top six tables at Worlds are going to be really good players. And the top five world, top five tables at Gen Con are going to be really good players. Okay. So, like, the difference is going to be, like, a table. Gen yeah, Con, it's like three or four guys is probably the difference. Yeah. So, like, the amount of... Highly high end players at Worlds is not that big. There's no, not that well, many. Well, there's just not that many real high end players. I mean, to begin with, yeah. Right. And you will only be a hundred people, I believe, at Worlds. That sounds about right. Um, that's what it was last year. About unless they cut it to eighty, they right? may have. Well, because they're doing two flights, so I don't know what they're doing. We'll find out. We'll let you know when Brian gets yeah. back. Yeah, we'll do. A um, we'll come back a but uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't worry too much because the thing is, there's a lot of guys that aren't. Great, that are just wanting to go, or in a lot of guys that are there for other things, or, or and there's are a local. Lot of, there's actually a lot of local Minneapolis guys that just get tickets and go. Yeah, and yeah. fine, but you can, you know, there's baby seals is the point. That's the thing. There's, there are baby seals to club. There are going to be baby seals of all the places where you wouldn't think there's going to be baby seals to club. They're going to be at Worlds. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, last days. year at Worlds, I clubbed the shit out of two baby <laughs> seals. <laughs> yeah. Like they were baby baby seals. They were little. It yeah. was not hard. I, I clubbed one in the sun. And then I got too right. close to the sun. Yeah, and then you got too close to the sun. And, yeah, and, and, and a Riken Yavaris lift beat me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got way too close. And it, you, just, you, you lure him over with this. And then you just wind up your bat and you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting really good at this now. <laughs> I'm finding more as, as, as we're <laughs> Brian's getting to a, 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 a drop groove. Yeah. So, all right. So that's my experience at Worlds. And like... Especially in 2016, I made like a, a bunch of uh, connects and buddies at 2016. Uh, not so much at 2017, just because like, I don't know, it wasn't the same. But it was still a good time. It was still cool. And just seeing guys uh, there that I saw in 2016 yeah. again was a lot of fun. Yeah, like I was, you know, that was my first one. So I was able to meet a lot of those guys and, you know, put names to faces and, and that sort of thing, which is cool. 
Um, and I had a really good time last year. I know Bill didn't have as fun of an experience because he played like all Reich and Ace all this. Yeah, I, I think I've talked about this before. We've yeah, talked I want, about I want this. To blow my fucking brains out. But uh, I only played one of them, so I had a great time. Um, <laughs> and I played a bunch of fun games with a bunch of really cool guys, and yeah, you know, <laughs> I played one guy with a guy from from France, and all his da- I had Dodana, and he, all his damage cards were in French. So every time I would score, <laughs> he had to like flip him over and like translate the no, damage card. No, was it Spanish? I'm pretty sure. No, it was French. Because I know a little bit of French, okay. so I was able to pick up little pieces of it. Um, so he was like one of the random guys that came from another country. Yeah, he was not there. Well, he said he just happened to be in in the country. Okay, and then went like he was here for something else, and then like he had already planned. Because I remember there in a table next to me, there was a British dude. And it was literally like his first game of Armada. What? Yeah. And the guy teaching him, I could see like his eyes lit up. He's like, oh, I got a 10-1 here. And you can see he's like, oh, yeah, dude, I'll show you how to play. And the whole time he's just like, oh, fuck. He's hammering this guy. And he's like, yeah, I'm here for X-Wing, mate. And he's like, no, but I just guy. wanted to play some Armada. And so you can tell he's what like, you do. You, you deploy backwards. And I know that seems yeah. weird. It seems counterintuitive, but here's where it's smart. It's good for your MOV. And by your MOV, I mean my MOV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, I remember in my first game, I, I'm looking, looking over, I'm like, are you fucking kidding? And you could tell it was, like, a kid that has, like, money. And he came over, and he's, like, where, he's got, like, bling on and shit. It was weird. He's like, I'm he here just, for like, X-Men bought back. all the Armada ships, like, just now? Did. I think he did. Like, when he got to Minneapolis, he went to the fucking F- Because it's at the headquarters, they have everything. And he yeah. just bought all his shit and started playing. That, hey, was, that was crazy. That's cool, though. <laughs> it was one of the San Antonio contingent guys that was playing him. And I could tell. Oh, like, okay. I could hear his boner from where I was yeah. sitting. Hit the table. It's like, oh yeah, baby, I got one. <laughs> yeah. So 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 bring your baby seal club is what we're saying. You could possibly, you very well might club one on your way out. Um. So yeah, that's my experience. Um. Mm-hmm. Suck. I don't know what else to say about it besides that. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, there's not a ton else to say about it, just the what it, you know what it is. I mean, definitely go check out the game center. Um. In fact, last year after we got. You know, we after we played the game, we just we started playing like just board games. Yeah, we played. That's where I played XCOM. XCOM yeah, was fucking awesome. It's awesome, and we so you know Austin, another guy that we met up with from Worlds. Um, we yeah. started playing XCOM, and we had a great time. Yeah, we did. And just just playing XCOM because you know FFG obviously makes a shitload of board games, and they're fucking all good. Yeah, I don't think I've played a bad one. I've never played a game that says FFG on the box that wasn't fun. Yeah, they're all great. Yeah, we played. Uh, his name was Caldius on the board. His name's Craig. Yeah. Um, he awesome dude. Uh, he doesn't really play anymore. No, and not really. I mean, I talked to him once in a while on I Facebook. Talked to him once about but it too, and he's gotten out of it. Yeah, essentially, he might. I know he's playing Legion now, but. He he placed a fifth or something. He, he just yeah, got he was like real high. Yeah, he played awesome. And then like he said, he was even burnt out. He's like, "Fuck it, I don't want to play the team game." I'm like, "Let's go fucking play XCOM." Yeah, we we, got, we were we, planning on playing the team game, but we just didn't because we were playing XCOM. And it yeah, was we fun. Just got, yeah, we got burnt out. We're just like, "Fuck it, yeah. let's play XCOM." So the three of us played XCOM and got <laughs> hammered. Yeah, it was like a fucking great time, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an awesome time. So yeah, you don't have to go there and just play Armada. You can play where the fuck you want. Like it's at FFG. They got all their games sitting out just for you to play. Yeah, for free. Like you ain't got to buy. Although it it's hard to find space to play them, admittedly. Uh yeah. We had to like move around a couple times. Yeah, we had to. So. Yeah, we did. We did. But um, still, you can do it. Whatever. So okay, so the next part of this, we'll go into what we think will be the major list archetypes. That you're going to see at Worlds. And thankfully, we've recorded this post-fac. So yeah. that'll be... This This could actually be helpful. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think some of the things, just you know, start with maybe just major trends. I think you're going to see less fighters in general than you would have if this fact hadn't happened. I'm going to go ahead and guess um, that there's going to be no flotilla spam. Right. <laughs> Good. I don't know. That's that's a that's a bold move. There, there, might be, there might be one guy who like does not go on the internet. He didn't. He, did, he didn't know. Just who doesn't comes, know. Who comes yeah. with three I flotillas. hope that happens. <laughs> and it ends up with a seventy point bid. <laughs> so I'm going to disagree with you, Dane. And I think I think Armada is definitely a combined arms game. Yeah. And that you've seen consistently winning major tournaments, there's like 100 plus points of fucking squadrons. There just yep. is. There is. And I think a major list archetype that we're going to see, that you guys will see, I'm not going to see shit. Yeah. But what you guys will see is going to be the price Sloan list that's bidding high 20s to low 30s point bid to go last with their major squad ball which is going to be at 134 points. Yes. And then go first the next round and wipe you out. Well, more what I was getting at, and, and I think on the top tables, you're right. But I think in general, you're going to see a lot less squadrons. And I think because you're going to see a lot of people bring squadrons just to defend against other people's. And that's not as true in the high-end you know, meta or whatever. But when you're in the more middle areas... You're going to see people who are going to be reactionary, people that are netlisting and that sort of things. Those people who are now no longer worried about Gallant Haven Yavaris lists may feel more emboldened to bring less fighters. And I think that's what you're going to see in general. I can see that. Okay. Um, so I think overall you're going to see a lot less fighters, but I don't know that you're necessarily going to see less, you know, less fighters win more. Um, fighters are still good. The other thing is fighters aren't the insurance policy they were. We kind of touched on this earlier before if you had three full you know three full tills and a bunch of fighters the chances of you losing all your fighters was super low because the only way they were gonna do that is if they had a bunch and then you were gonna you know they're gonna you're gonna take losses there too or they are too um whereas now because you can be tabled that way people might be afraid to bring a bunch of fighters because if they get tabled with their carriers which you know are not that strong you know if you have an ISD and a Quasar and a couple of flotillas, which I think is going to be very common for Sloan lists, is th those four ships and a bunch of fighters. You get that ISD and that Quasar, you're going to get tabled, and people are going to be thinking about that. Because getting tabled really sucks. And that's hard <laughs> to recover from. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard to recover from losing a 10-1. I think at the high-end tables, we're going to see, like, three-ship lists. I think we're going to see a lot of three-ship lists. I think we're going to see a lot of, of two large ships. You know, maybe whether that's two ISDs or two MC80s. I'd say or two three MC ships things. total. I know, and, and I agree. Zanti, Quasar, and, that, and an ISD. Yeah. And full squads. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of that. And I think the other thing we're going to see is because of BT Avenger and Price and, you know, demo as always, but we're going to see, you're going to see some just ludicrous bids. Yeah. And, and I think if you if you don't want to, because I mean, personally, I don't want to get involved with that game. I don't want to start like bidding a Raider. You no, know what I mean? Or a much. Hammerhead. It's, like, yeah. That's the play point. If that's where it goes, just start going to play second. Right. Well, I think the key is and to bid like one point. Yeah. I, I think the key is to is to build a list that can do both. And then I think the best thing to do, and I built a list like that. This was the plan of the list, and I'm not saying it's like an amazing list, but the plan of the list was to be good at going first and good at going second, and have a small bid. Like I think I was like three ninety four. That's like I feel like that's a 394 gets you a, a beneath 
most of the guys who take paltry bids. Like, okay, I don't need anything else, and I'm at, you know, I've got a two-point bid, or I've got a one-point bid, or yeah. three. When you get to six, that's like a little bit of a bid. And I guess most players, it's going to give you the choice uh, whether you want to go first or second. And then you can look at their list and see what they're bad at, because most people only build to do one and not both. Sure. So you're going to see across the table, this is what they're good at, This is, and then do the other one. You know, if you if you look at you you can you can look at a list and kind of tell what their objectives probably are for the most part. You can make some guesses. If you think there's one of those that you like, go second or go first. I'm sorry. If there's not, make them use yours and be good at those too. Um, in, in case you're wondering, that list was a Liberty with some stuff. The key in the Liberty was it had fighter coordination teams. It was it was like a token fucking list, but it was Maidine with Liberty and an admonition. And then I think there was a CR90 and some VCXs. But it was a fun list. Um, and I may actually bring it back out now that it, it fits better in the in the current meta. Um, I would agree. And it's really flexible was the keys. It's, it's a lot of flexibility. And I think that's going to be really serve you well. Because if you go up against a list that wants to go first, and if you're like, cool, go ahead and go first, and I have 30 more points than you, now yeah. you've got a big advantage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, so just to be able to control that game a little bit, I think is is gives you an advantage. Matt, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you wanted to say Scared something. Stare it off into space. Uh, it looked like you wanted to say something before. Either that or his mind was just fucking blown. <laughs> or not, well, he's, he was he like, to go say something earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang, did Dang just skull I fuck had it? And I, I probably just lost it. Dang I, blew it away. Yeah. <laughs> Dang will do that. <laughs> that, was, that was Matt's brain. Watching film will improve your form. Absolutely. Oh yeah. There we go. That's Matt's brain. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nothing there. Um, so uh, yeah. okay, so we're talking about that price list. Dane just talked about uh, kind of the bid portion of it. I think you're also going to see double ISD. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's going to be a thing that's coming right back. They got second place at Gen Con, too. That was before this nerf. Yeah. And that was with literally just two ISDs. I think, it's going to be, I think you're going to see two ISDs, two Gazantis with skilled first... skilled uh, at, uh, Strategic yeah, Advisor. Strategic Advisor. Those and they're still going to get five activations. When we only had two ISDs. Now we got four <laughs> that you can pick from. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think, yeah. I think the si- double Simon Vader thing with Devastator could absolutely be a thing. Definitely. And I think it'll be very competitive. Apparently in the UK, like it's... It's like what's happening. It's like a problem out there or something, but you don't see a ton of it here. The reason I think you don't see a ton of it here is the fighter game here. Yeah. Because those two ISD lists just can't handle the heavy fighters. Yeah. Um, Because, you know... But now they don't have to worry so much. Gallinave and Yavaris can can take down both of them. Thing is, if you want to go toe-to-toe with the double Simon ISD Vaders... One with Devastator, I, Intel Officer, both fully kitted out, and they're at five activations and with, like, either no fighter cover or just two TIE fighters, and you've brought fighter heavy and your only big ship is, like, just an MC-80 and maybe something else, those ISDs are going to win. Because they'll just hammer you at long range and they'll keep moving in. And, the and then is, all you're left with is your two flotillas mm-hmm. afterwards and your table and so you have to You have to get to, their, get to the sides. And, and try and eliminate one of them for the most part, or at least get it out of the Where Jurgerod comes in huge. And you yes. know what? God damn it, I just start, thought of it now. I think a good counter, Imperial counter to Radis is actually Jurgerod. Yeah. Because yeah. it'll allow you to, to get react out of the way. To drop, to yeah. get out of the way or turn hard back in 
to where they're coming at. Gergerod yeah, is really actually an excellent admiral for Rannis. Gergerod's an excellent admiral. To begin that as an Imperial, that's who I've ran at every major tournament when I go Imperial. I yeah, Gergerod's is so good. Um, I, I would I mean, Maneuver is still king in this game. It always has been. That's why Maydean is amazing, too. You know, I don't see him, I feel like, nearly as much as you should. Because he's awesome. And, yeah. and I would you could argue Jurgerod's better. Um, but for the main reason being that you Jurgerod don't... Jurgerod is better. Yeah, because you don't need to use a navigate command. No. He allows you to do attack. other commands and still navigate. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a major list archetype. Um, I think a sneaky play, honestly, would be to do an Akbar token fucking list. I really think so. I don't think people are going to be planning for it. They're not going to be very strategic like they used to. And you can just token fuck the shit out of it. I can token fuck on sensor net and fire lanes just as hard with five ships as I did with six. Oh before. yeah, I'll still. Get and the thing points. is, if you throw a strategic officer on or a strategic advisor, I can you still have six activations, yeah, and that's all I need to get defiance off. I think that's going to be the sweet spot everybody's going to see from now on is five activations. Yeah, with a strategic advisor and keeping large ships in there. I think that's where we're going to be. MSU fleets. They may, I, well, but they I think they can make a comeback. I think they can yeah. still come work now. Because they kind of disappear. But they're going to only be at like six activations at the most. I think you will see seven, and I, but I think that's going to be very rare. Yeah. Because the only way you're going to get to seven, I mean, you're going to have to almost completely ignore fighters or just have a few. And then you're talking like just a bunch of TRC-90s and a couple couple flotillas. And uh, MC-30 probably. Yeah. And Munition. I mean, you can get away with, I mean, uh, you know, what's his name from uh, the IFF podcast ran at Worlds and got, I mean, finished third or fourth. And he, so Steve's list now, I think would still be I think really it's good. fully viable again. Absolutely. Because the things that could kill it are, aren't allowed anymore. Right. Or, well, how would Steve's list do against a double side moon Vader? Well, long yeah. Long range, not good. Well, the thing well, is, he wants to stay at long range. Yeah, too. with the, with the amount of activations you have over a list like that. Because, in fact, Tristan did this to me a couple of times with his uh, Imperial MSU, where he uses a lot of, like, Architons and Demo. Mm. Um, and you can, if you're good, if you're very good at maneuvering, you can make it so you just, like, don't even really get any shots. Yeah. Because, like, they come in and they're gone by the time it's your turn again. Sure. And, I mean, it's not easy. You know, and I, I think an MSU has always been kind of a higher level list for the most part. I think so. Uh, I think to, to run an MSU successfully, you have to be pretty good, spe- specifically at maneuvering. Yeah. Um, which is like 80% of this game. Um, and pre-planning. you got to see a cu- at least a couple, three turns out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the only way to be good at maneuvering. Sure. For the most part. Yes. Yeah, for the most part. You're right. But you take like Jerry and he can help you fix things. Exactly. Or Maydean if you're running Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, and I think with, if you're running an MSU like that, yeah, you want to mix in some concentrate fires for sure. Cause you know, concentrate fire is a much larger force multiplier in an MSU, right? Because yeah. you're getting well, one die no matter what, but now that one die is only costing you 50 points instead of 120 or whatever. Um, so theoretically it's more efficient. Um, but yeah. That was kind of the end of my thought. I ran out of things to say. <laughs> so do you guys think there's going to be anything else that's going to be big out there? Well, I mean, Radis. I know Radis and Sloan. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, that, that, we talked about now it earlier. Radis and Sloan are going to be the major ones. Now that we're in the segment, just to mention it again. Um, Reimer. I think we'll see Reimer. 
Reimer should be coming back. Reimer's awesome. Yeah, he still is very good. The other thing we should talk about. Reimer, Reimer, what's that, Matt? Who's your admiral for Reimer, though? It wouldn't be Sloan. You can do a lot of things. Mahdi. You can do Sloan. Jerry, okay. Mahdi or Jerry. You can do Sloan. I mean, because Reimer doesn't only allow you to work on bombers. You could use Reimer to throw TIE fighter shots at a ship. How about Reimer with some defenders? In a slow move. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. absolutely could work. Sure. I mean, Reimer with Phantoms. anything that goes with Sloan. I guess. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter what the other things are. Because the current kit has like a Phantom altar for the for Matt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only guy in the area that ever runs a Phantom. Love the Phantoms. The Phantoms, <laughs> I, think, I want them to be good. I don't think I've ever. I want I them to be good. Well, well I think that back. I used Whisper are. in a CC, and Whisper is actually pretty good. Maybe Phantoms are the key to not get reddest because you get that little extra move. You can reposition for free at the end of the turn. It actually might, it be. might be. I don't know. Son of a bitch! You might have just come up with something else right there. My fans and interdictors. They're just so <laughs> expensive, though. Yeah. And like, they're not that much better than an interceptor. No. For three more points, and in for some ways, they, there may be worse. Or just a time for what they cost, yeah, yeah. Well, I went interceptor because they both have the four dice. Sure, sure. But interceptors have swarm and counter. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't have that. No, none of that. So that's the stuff we think you guys are going to see. At yeah, Worlds. and I'm sure somebody will show up with something funky that climbs. I mean, I do, th- I do think to a point. Unlike last year, I think it's going to be pretty wide open. I think you're going to see a lot of different things, and that's great. For and that's the game. amazing. Right. That's exactly what we, I mean. I would be would nice hope. to watch a final match game that's not fucking two GH Javaris lists boring you to death. Like I would like really like to see top four that's like four different archetypes. That'd be so great. Like four totally different things. But honestly, I think it's going to be like. Radis, three Radis, Radis and, Sloan. and Sloan or something. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> or, what it's going to be. Or three Sloans and a Radis or something. Radis like might end up being the next pariah that we have to talk shit about and make FFG FAQ. I don't know. I don't want to have to hate Radis, though. I don't we'll want see. to either, but it could happen. <laughs> we'll like, see. It just, it I'm just wondering if it's, the mo- if it's the next monster that's been created. It's only been a few months. Right, which is that's why we true. don't know yet. It took a while with Riken before we knew. And what are you thinking about, Ron Brian? Don't talk about your list specifically, but you're, you're probably going Sloan, right? Oh, 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 you're, you're going to be cagey about it. <laughs> or, well, I know what he's running, and what he's running is not. <laughs> I'm going to do Riken. Fuck you guys. You should. That's I, the thing. Riken thing could is, be really good. The Riken with Riken. The GH Avaris list is still really good. Yeah? I mean, it really is. It's not that much worse. I mean, maybe you change it up a little bit. You need less leaders. because. Well, the, the problem the, is with the GH Avaris, though, they... Extremely dependent on three plus flotillas. Not necessarily. I saw a lot of guys run it with two. Yeah, they don't do that. No. Not anymore, but they used to do it that way. That was how it first started. No, the ones that always were good had three flotillas. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, doing it with two flotillas is still good. I, I mean, still make it work. I, I think, think I think you're going to see a Pelta there instead of uh, of Gallenhaven. <laughs> But other than that, the list is the same. Like I actually ran a list very similar to that at Gen Con, um, where it had Yavaris and then a Pelta instead of the instead of the Gallant Haven. Right. Um, I think you'll see that still, and and it's still really good. Yeah. All you right. Know? So that's what we think is going to be at Worlds, there, guys. So uh, good luck to everybody that went. And you want to tell us about your uh, what happened. You know, yeah, or, or if there's uh, you know any specific list or topic you want us to talk about, whatever, 
um, you want to see in the in the schoolhouse or, or anywhere else, let us know. All right. And if we're completely way off after Worlds, we will come up here and eat shit and say how wrong we totally well, were. That's I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to talk about how we were right. Yeah. Well, we're not going to be wrong, though. No. So we're not going to have to do that. All right. So we'll go on to our last segment here. And if you were not on a podcast, but we're going to start probably talking about Legion here in a minute. We're going to our final segment. So if you don't give a shit about that, go ahead and fucking just turn the podcast off now. Uh, if you're interested in what we're doing or interested in Legion, keep listening. So now we are going to go into <laughs> our new segment, which is current hole, but not my bottom bitch. My love is pure and true. My heart belongs to you. But my cock is community property. All right, welcome to our final segment, Current Hole But Not My Bottom Bitch. Uh, bottom Bitch is our motto. Always. And we're going to stay true to baby. And um, But Legion is really fucking awesome, guys. It's really fun. It's pretty fun. It's oh kind of what we're obsessed with right now. Yeah. I have not played nearly as much Armada as I have Legion right oh, now. Oh, God, no. It's not even close. And I've been spending most of my time just fucking painting. And, yeah. like, doing terrain and all sorts oh. of shit I would never thought I would get into. And if it honestly, wasn't a Star Wars game. Right. Yeah. I would never. Like we were, we were just talking about this. Like I just finished doing basing, and like it, they look. I, I'm pretty happy with how they turned out, but like, God, I looked at them. I was like, "You fucking nerd." <laughs> 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 Referring to myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm said. I like I sent pictures to Brian earlier. I'm like, oh, "Does this the chipping look good on this ATST? Should I add more to it?" And I'm just like, I hated myself as I, as I sent that text. But like, it's, you really want it to look better. <laughs> yeah. <I just> <laughs> Because you want to go to the games right after someone go, that's awesome. Yeah, but the thing is, too, you get to a point in the Legion where you're like, fuck, I mean, if I if I keep going, I'm never going to get this on the table all painted. Like, i got to stop it. Well, that's but the problem I'm running into. Literal 50 figures to paint. It's so much. Oh, God. It's it's so much. Not, and that's just for one faction. I mean, I spent, I I'm think. I'm pretty sure I have more for, for Imperials because there you get two spear bikes. So right. Where you have one ATRT, there's two speeder bikes. I haven't even put the speeder there, bikes. The speeder bikes are a lot less <laughs> to paint, but. I know, and I haven't done they're it. The worst. I decided to paint Rebels first because of how awful they looked. It was really what swayed me. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want to put those together, so I'm going Rebel. Yeah, I saw the ATRT. I was like, oh my God, look at all those pieces. Yeah. But it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I think, I feel like I like Imperials actually better, but. So I played. I played six or seven games now. I think I'm at four or so, four or five. Four and I played games. like three Rebel, three Imperial, and I'm loving both sides. Honestly, I like them both. They they they, but they the are Imperials different. are definitely better at long range. Like the list I put together for Imperials is just the ATST with Vader because that's your only option, and yeah. five squads Stormtroopers and as many DLT 19s as you can fit in there, man. Because those DLT 19s those things are, are amazing. amazing. They're, They're so amazing. good. Like, I feel like it's almost like the Stormtrooper squad is just a platform for the DLT-19. Uh, it is. Like, the only reason to have the other guys is just to, like, take hits so the DLT-19 can still shoot. It's kind of it's kind of that way. Because it's like, it does two damage every time, and the four white dice are always blank. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are. Yeah. The, the at, le- at least, I'm like, I'm like the red dice in Armada. The white dice in Legion actually are mostly blank. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's complete opposite because the red dice and Legion are great. Yeah, the red dice and Legion are awesome. Yeah. Um 
But uh, if you don't know what Legion is, I mean, then you probably don't know how to. Then fuck you and stop listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a miniatures game, but it's like ground based and squad based. It's, it's Armada, but on the ground. It, it's yeah, exactly. It's that, it's it's, that scale. It's like it, it's it, you could compare Legion to Imperial Assault, maybe the same way you compare Armada to X Wing. In scale, I mean, the way it plays is not is totally different. But, yeah, I would agree with that. Sure. Um, and it's you know it's more strategic and that sort of thing. Um, it's a really fun game. I mean, I, I'm really loving it. There's it's got some really interesting ideas. The way you activate units and the the random activations that can happen. Um, each round you. But not you know, necessarily like totally random. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into how it all works. I mean, go watch a how to play video. Yeah. Um. This isn't a Legion podcast anyway. We're just kind of bullshitting about it. Right. Um. But it's a really fun game. Go check it out. There's a bunch of really good learn-to-play videos um, and some good uh, battle reports out there now. Um, so check those out. I know Krabok, who does a lot of Armada stuff, did some Legion battle reports that are they're very good. Yeah. Um, and we probably will, once we start doing streaming, we'll probably do a few Legion games. In fact, yeah. we might do Legion first. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, really obsessed with it right now. Just... Yeah. You know, trying to get all this shit fucking painted. But at least until like yeah. store championships come around. Because until yeah. then it's we're mostly just doing well, and we're kind of, stuff. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean Yeah, we don't know what the tourney rules are yet. Yeah, there's still a lot of what stuff we don't store know. Championships for like Armada. Oh yeah, because we are oh, in kind Jesus, of a lull when, right now when where is it's, that? it's this summer. summer. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it is it it's before Gen Con? Yeah. Okay. They started up in like June and they rolled like through August. Okay, yeah, something year. like that. It's like all summer, yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of which, we're going to be doing a, uh, if you're in the Michigan area at all, um, I am now involved with planning the Michigan GT, which is the Michigan Grand Tournament. It's a gaming convention that is in uh, in the Lansing area. I'm not exactly sure where. I should probably know that before I announce it. Um, but I'm going to be running it's an like, Armada it's tournament right there. Off the freeway. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll be running the Armada tournament there. So um, if you're interested... Uh, right now we have 16 spots, which are gonna fill up fast. Um, That's not gonna be enough. I'm hoping I'm we'll be able to get more if we fill up quickly. Well, but there's, the, there's the an issue with space. The problem with the GT is that it's it's mostly like 40k nerds. Yeah, it's primarily 40k, but FFG is a sponsor <sighs> this year, and so there's gonna be there's three different X-wing tournaments. There's a large X-wing presence. Legion's going to be there as well. I went to the GT for X-Wing a couple of years ago, and I saw a dude there that I met at Gen Con. And, like, I was, I, this dude was playing 40K, and I'm, like, looking at him. I'm, like, I know his face. Like, where the fuck did I see this dude? And I just demoed a game with him at Gen Con. Oh. So, like, <laughs> shit. It's, it's, for those kinds of games, I guess it's actually kind of a big thing. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to, you know, take it over. bring FFG games and our Star Wars games into into this. Play good games. Yeah, and yeah. play fun games. And, yeah. you know, we can show them how our game actually moves along, unlike them just arguing <laughs> with their tomes. Because <laughs> um, we're like, oh, you guys are still in round one? Yeah? Yep. Okay, yep. we're done. You don't need a tape measure? <laughs> yeah, fuck Yeah, I didn't bring any tools right. for, uh, for my game. You can fit all your <laughs> dice in one hand. <laughs> well, not with Legion. <laughs> yeah, when you roll with an ATRT and you flamethrow a, flame oh, yeah. a full fucking unit of stormtroopers, it's pretty sweet watching them bake. It is. And you throw 12 black dice. You know what's really yeah. hot? You're getting only two hits out of all those 12 dice. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's what aim tokens yeah, are for, man. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've seen people bitch about the flamethrower every time I've shot it. 
It's baked the fuck yeah. out of. Dude, the <laughs> flamethrower is just, just devastating. It is so great. It's and then so the ATRT good. dies, but you don't care because you just got rid of a. Because right now in Legion, honestly, the main thing is the squads. Yeah, like, and the you super got super units. Yeah, like four. Wait, how many? How many blue cards are there's there? There's four. Right four. So three, three of, of the them. four are completely trooper based. Yeah, you have to. Only troopers can capture them or, or can get. Only objective. troopers can do anything. With and and unlike in Armada, you. Excuse me. You only score points by from objective tokens. Like killing things doesn't do anything unless you kill everything. Yeah, Legion is very objective based. It is not. It is not about destroying your opponent's stuff unless that end is to stop them from scoring objective points. Yeah, which is cool. It's a nice. It's a nice change up from Armada. I think. I mean, because it's because yeah. Armada, you know, is a lot of like planning and trying to like get in a really good position where you have a major advantage. And Legion, you kind of get in and bang. Like you, you gotta, yeah. you gotta go, yeah. and you, you don't start like, you know, you 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 start. It's a six by three as well, but some things can shoot like clean across the board. Uh, the ATST with <laughs> anything range four. The DLT nineteen can do it. The yeah, but the ATST with the mortar launcher it hits anywhere on the board. Yeah, it's, well, past range four that can go. No, it's beyond range four. It's right, like... but only beyond range four. It can't be closer than that. Right, but range four. I mean, you just dude, yeah. Every game I've ran the ATST, I bomb somebody every. But range round. four is two feet, and because each segment's six inches, and I mean that's if you're talking on a three by three or you know or six by three, three feet across the board, you got two of it with your with your range. If you move forward a little bit and they move forward a little bit, you're in range. So that's if you're just doing the one deployment though. Sure. I've yet to. Put, I played six or seven games and I've yet to play the. The, the basic. I've played that one once. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. That's but the even great thing still, about Legion is the is how you set up terrain first, and then you choose your side, and then you do then you know where your deployment zones are. Yeah, the deployment zones. It, it's like if you ever played Rune Wars miniatures, it, it's basically the same as that. Where there's different deployment cards, and then they you determine and I are how the you play. Alive that have played that, I think <laughs> there are actually communities <laughs> elsewhere. I think no. Not to play Rune Wars. It's just you and me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Rune Wars is dead. Yeah. That game came out and then died up. No, my, my favorite was going on the FFG forums and on the Dust Test Tactics board, like, as I'm scrolling down to get to Armada. The the last hit thread was, is this game still alive from, like, summer of last year? <laughs> like, That's perfect. <laughs> I've actually heard that Legion is almost the exact same game. Legion is. I don't. I've never played Dust anything. I don't even no, know what it is. So. I have no clue either. But Legion is. You could tell they've taken all their lessons learned from every single game they've done and yeah. they've put it into this one. I can definitely see lessons from Armada in here. There's yeah. there's Armada. There's X Wing. There's even Imperial Assault. There's uh, yep. there's actually everything they've done is in this game. Yeah. Every good thing they've done, they put into this game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't. I can't say. The models are really nice. The models are fucking awesome. They're, 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 they're a huge you know, fucking pain in the ass to paint, man. Are, oh, God, dude. <laughs> it's taking forever. Dude, I've had, You're I think never going to be done. You're never going to be done. I mean, I the fucking next expansion is out in like two weeks. I know. It's like I started two squads of Rebel Troopers the day Legion dropped, March 22nd, and I finished them like Thursday of last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and then and I, I have three more squads to go before I start on Empire. Sucks, dude. It, it does. Suck. It's a slog. I I have an eight. I have my airspeeder, an ATRT, two full squads of rebels done, 
And I had to stop and move on to Imperials before I blew my brains out because I'm like, I can't paint anymore. I have to go to... Black and white sounds like nice and calming. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. I got to paint some Stormtroopers. I think I, I'm not I'm sure not if I, I... I'm trying. I think yep. I'm going to paint the rest of my Rebels first because they're so awful. I need the excitement <laughs> of Legion being new to carry me through. I think if I go... If I start painting I Imperials, I'm going to finish those and I'm never going to paint I'm trying to do it like assembly like, line style. That's like, what I'm doing too. I pick but one color and I just paint everything that one color. But it gets so it, boring. It does. And it really then does. I've noticed with these more so than like other games is the paint doesn't stick as well. No, it doesn't. And I don't know if it's because like they use the harder plastic or what. I feel like I've noticed that too, but I just figured it was me. No, it's it, it's the way it is. Especially when you keep the arms, like it like beads yeah. up a little bit on there. Yeah, yeah. Even even with priming it, um, yeah, yeah. Or, I primed or it, everything. Like, wipes away super easy, where you got to do two coats. And, oh, you see, I haven't found you know. Did and you, guys, you better matte coat prime these fuckers. Did you guys wash your, your models before you primed them? I did not, and like soap and water. I washed it. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I, I did. did. I know that's a thing you're supposed and to do. And because I feel like I didn't double coat hardly at all. Maybe I should wash them. Yeah, maybe. But I figure if you prime over it, that's just another step I don't want to do. That shouldn't matter, right? <laughs> well, my primer, I mean, I use all Army Painter primers. My primer is my base coat. Well, I'm Dane. I plan Super Speed Painter. Well, I'm slow as fuck. I, just, I need those t- shortcuts to get shit done. But, like, I, the other thing is I just can't, I, for whatever reason, I can't base coat shit. Every time I try and base coat something, it looks like fucking shit. So I found the best thing for me so far, especially, well, it, I don't think it worked very well with the Rebel Troopers because I lost some detail that makes it, made them harder to paint. But with the Imperial, with the Stormtroopers, doing the Xenothal highlights helps a lot. Yeah, you see, I didn't really get into highlights at all. So I base coated them gray. I know some people did black, but I did gray, and then yeah. I did the Xenothal white from the top on angles, and it's worked out a lot better. I'm painting, they're, they're, they're painting a lot easier that way. Okay. But I did the same thing with the Rebels, and it was harder. So okay. I don't know if it's just me or what, but for the Rebels from now on, I'm just going to base coat them gray and just paint them. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm going to do what I did last time. Like, in my next set, I'm going to base coat green, and then, like, yeah. an army green, like, just army painter, army green. And then um, I'll just paint the rest, the, the, the parts that aren't going to be green. So I'll paint faces and undershirts and pants and guns and... Or just have oh, fucking man. green people and just be like, fuck it. Well, hey, <laughs> at least I painted the Duros, the Duros guys can be green. <laughs> yeah, it's painted right. Yeah. But I mean, the whole thing is just what, what you want. So, like, yeah, just paint it up. If you just yeah. want it to look one color, who gives a fuck? It's all on you. Yeah. Like, you do, who cares? And you can do whatever you want. Like, I I did a literal pimp daddy Vader. It's awesome, which is too. amazing. Oh, he, like, curved the lightsaber down into so a cane. It's really And then good. he put something on it. I have no idea it's what's on his other hand. Green stuff. We put yeah, it but what thing. is it supposed to be? It's going to be a, a gap. Oh, it's not done yet. Yeah. Okay, He's that's why, because it's not done. Okay, that makes right, more sense. It makes sense. more sense. Because I was like, it looks like a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a dildo. Which is also appropriate. Did you ever play, like, uh, GTA, like, Vice City, where you could get the dildo as a bat? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could. That's awesome. It was like one good. of the alternate bat weapons was just a big double-sided dildo. <laughs> and you just go and beat people to death. <laughs> was it, like, double-sided, like, Darth Maul style, where he, like, was spinning around? <laughs> Because I feel like I really like that visual in my head. Ass to ass scene. It was one of those dildos. Okay. Or it's like the length of your arm. (laughs) That's my kind of dildo. Yeah, that's that's my kind. Yeah. 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 
But Legion is awesome. Everyone should probably buy it. Um, it's going to be the next big game from FFG. I mean, that's, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot bigger than Armada ever was. Yeah, I think it already is. I think it already is. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad that our game is like the kind of the redheaded stepchild here, even though it's clearly the best that's game. That's fine for me because you don't get the the like shitty nerds that come Yeah, we get less game. shitty We have a lot less of them, and I feel like we're going to see more of them in Legion. That's the thing. We're going to have to do a culling. In yeah. this local area. <laughs> we are going to have to. If you talk like this, you're, <laughs> you're going to get called. Yeah, we're, you're gone. I don't think it's so much how you talk as it is what you say. Uh, and how you true. behave. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it comes to the game itself. Because this game is not Armada in the precision that Armada is. In our There's Armada's a lot kind of, of fiddly, especially in this current form of Legion. I think it's going to keep refining I itself. I think Alex Davey even said, like, just be chill. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah they're so just, just, they keep saying that in every article back. is just be like, be chill, this is going to be casual, it's all about casual, casual, casual. Like, this is a hot Even the tournaments say that. are like, oh, we'll just play them week by week or whenever you can meet up. And yeah. That's what they're really trying to do with this game, which I really like because I feel like that's what I want this game to be. Yeah. It's like a casual game nice. that we like, it's, it's more about like just assembling your shit and painting it up and I'm then getting, having fun with it. I'm getting nervous on what their tournament thing's going to be. Yeah, I am too because it's like, it's very confusing and like all over the place. It seems like right now, but they'll probably let us know after Worlds. <clears throat> yeah, we'll get more information soon, but I don't know where they're going with it. They just like it's like you can run it as a weekly league, or you can run it as a one day event, or as like rivals set up or something. Yeah, Alex. I mean, we know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> we obviously could we get the tournament rules here soon, just so we got an idea. Just send them to us, and we'll talk about them. Yeah, you we'll don't have to send them to everyone else if you don't want to. Not a big deal, bro. We got you, bro. Uh, ORJpodcast at gmail.com where you can send that. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, or our Facebook at yeah. uh, ORJpodcast, I believe. Something yeah. like that. Is that what it is? What is the Facebook? I think it's that. Yeah. Shit. I, don't have I don't know these things. You should like us on Facebook. We post some funny shit sometimes. Yeah, if you haven't already done it, like us on Facebook. We're, we're gonna try and we're post gonna get more better about posting things there too. Yeah. We, we're pretty sporadic, but we're gonna we're gonna do more stuff. Yeah. Um I feel like we should do like a, just like a, like a random bullshit section every episode where we yeah. just bullshit about nothing and you guys can turn it off when it sucks. We could even talk about like local sports and shit <laughs> just to fucking get it out. Whatever there. we feel like, yeah. That's what this segment's for. Yeah, by the way, uh, Michigan State Spartans are the fucking best football team on the goddamn planet. And if you say otherwise, I'll punch your face off. <laughs> say otherwise. I've seen them do it. I'm fucking, say I won't. Say you're a fucking huge Michigan fan, you fucking cunts. I know and bring that thinking, shit in here, you Wolverine bitches. What you're thinking is that he's going to punch your face really hard, but what he said was he's going to punch it off. <laughs> it's not going to be on your fucking skull anymore. It, it comes off. Like, you wouldn't think your face could come off. Have you seen the movie Face Off? They did it in there. Yeah. I'm retired now. I'm not law enforcement. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm a regular <laughs> citizen. I, do, I will fucking punch your face off. All <laughs> right. The, the, the ties that bind do not bind anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start fucking smoking weed and doing crack, cocaine. <laughs> Woo! Woo, baby! Woo! <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Where are you with that drop? I have to do it manually. I got the one I need. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Um, well, I mean, is there really anything else? I feel like we're... <laughs> this could be me running into a room full of weed. <laughs> <laughs> Just running in... Phil! <laughs> 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 it's going to get some legal advice. 
legal trouble, and our next podcast is going to start like... We'll be like, Bill's not here this week because he's actually in jail. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take him long. It didn't take him long to become a real citizen. You know, all the things he said he was going to do, he did all of them. <laughs> in one hour. Yeah. Most of them are illegal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I feel like we're not even. Now we're we're just giggling at farts. Now we're just now. giggling and making fart sounds. Um, but yeah, check out Legion if you haven't already. I mean, I'm sure a lot of guys have really seen it. Um, it's fun. Um, you got to paint everything. It's kind of tedious and awful, but and getting into the whole. But it's um, also awesome. It's also awesome. it's really fun. It's a really fun game, and, and getting uh, into the terrain thing is a whole. Well, thing. that's the whole thing is terrain. I feel like this game is really simple and awesome until terrain gets involved. So I'm really hoping that they take the Imperial Assault model where they have preset maps for ter- uh, for tournament play. Okay. And I really hope our FFG comes out with that. Not necessarily the map, but like a diagram being like, height two thing goes here, height one thing goes here. See, I Obstacle don't think they're going to do that because their attitude has been like, hey, make your own stuff. But that's and- for casual play, for tournament play. That way, like how do you go to... This, is, this game's clearly going to be competitive, competitively Absolutely. played at Worlds next year, right? Yes, definitely. There has to be some sort of setup. There has to be some sort of thing. I think the idea or, or, is that... Or, or they sell their own terrain and be like, you have to have these terrain pieces or something. I think what it's going to be is just terrain is laid out already on each table. Which I hope to Christ it is. I mean, that, And that's each what I table want. has specific terrain. And part of your bid is going to be, you might need to bid to choose which table size you want. You had to be the blue player. Yeah, or, or, or in trying to figure out which, you know, uh, deployment you're going to get that works on this f- battlefield and being able to have to adjust to different ones all the so time. So not everybody's, everybody's going to be able to play at the FFG World Game Center. So, like, you've got to have something that can be pushed out to the masses so you can play at your Well, your I think the store. idea is, like, get some random terrain. I mean, do, like, what, you know, what I Random terrain house. is fine. What I'm talking about is, like, having a diagram and just being, like... Well, see, I think that's going to be too bit. hard to ex- execute unless you're going to start sending out, you know, cardboard cutouts. You're gonna Not have necessarily. To, uh, you can just say at this spot of the map, in this quadrant, so to speak, of the map, place a size one thing here. I think it's going to be a lot looser than that. I, I think it's going to be like just set up some terrain. Because if you're assault, they have like a certain map. They they right. play like the same three maps for like a. But everything a in that game comes out of that box. I'd rather have it where like a tournament is a set objective card. When that's how the. Um, the uh, operations that they've released are set up. Yeah. So the way it is, is each round has a different set of cards. Okay. So I believe the, the each round determines in, in the deployment, the all three of the cards you get, deployment, the condition, and the objective. Oh, is that that thing they pushed out today? Yeah. Uh, today being <laughs> April, April the 4th, <laughs> April the 11th. Yeah, so it came out today. Yeah. And I it, didn't read it, it. It showed just so like it was like round one, these three, and round two, these three. I, I kind of wish it was only the objective that was preset, and the other two you still did the bidding for and like the removing. Okay. Um, I I, 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 I wish it was like that, just because I, I feel like those two things being variable is okay. Um, but whatever. We'll see how it goes once we start playing tournaments. It'll still be fun. Yeah, it's a fun we'll, game. We'll probably still tack this segment on the end of all the episodes we do from now on, but it'll still mainly be an harmonic podcast. We're not gonna. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, unless you know, if there's a lot of guys out there that want to hear us do a Legion podcast, you know, something we've talked about, and we will consider if there are people that want to hear it. But there'd have to be a lot of people because uh, I have I barely have time for this. 
So we can just do it without Bill. <laughs> we can do it without it. Go for it. Absolutely. Please but yeah, it. I mean, if there's if there's an interest, I mean, there's already a lot of Legion podcasts. Um, I don't know if there's one that's like ours, but probably not. I doubt it. <laughs> um, I listened to one and it wasn't great, and then I listened to another one that's okay. Their audios, the um, Legion Outriders. Their audio is fucking amazing. I want to know what their audio setup is. We should, we should email them. Their audio is really good. They might have like an actual studio or something. They, that's the thing I think they do. Yeah. I'll listen to it. I haven't checked that one out yet. Check them out. Um, Excuse me. This is a studio. <laughs> Come into my home and insult my setup. How dare you? I got this table at Walmart. <laughs> Fair enough. The specific sound that bounces off this table. That's true. <laughs> and all the decorations are acoustically perfectly placed. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's why you're enjoying such perfect sound quality in this episode. Yeah. All right, guys. Fucking no pussy. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> that so that, that's that's enough. So all right. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll get you after worlds. Yeah, hopefully you're going to worlds. If you're going to worlds, yeah. you know, shoot us an email. Share your experiences with us. We can maybe talk about them. Um, sure. And, um, yeah, we're always looking for good feedback. So, um, all right, we will see you guys in May. We'll see you guys in May. We'll see you in May. Bye-bye. Oh, ding-dong, the bitch is dead. Ding-dong, the bitch is dead. Ding-dong, the bitch is dead. She's on her way to hell. Ding-dong, the bitch is dead. Ding-dong, the bitch is dead. Ding-dong, the bitch is dead. That's the end of that old cow.